Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing feedback on WandaVision Episode 4 because holy crap, that episode was so good and there is so much to talk about and we have so many pages of feedback because theories are abound. The world has broken wide ass open, you guys. All that and more right after this ad we have no control over. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, how you doing, buddy? I am. It's Monday, and we're not going to go through it again because we already had this joke on the last one, but God, it's Monday. It, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, those, <laughs> those, little, those little, <laughs> little clips that we put out have really helped me remember that we said things. Uh, right. If we could only make <laughs> clips out of the whole podcast. If the whole podcast was just available to listen somewhere, that would be oh. good. If only. Um, if only. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I did want to mention up top, this week we are starting trivia for the season. Uh, Wednesday. Season three. Season, season two. Season two. We had the beta well, seasons. Okay. Yeah. But this is season uh, two. We had pre- semantics. We had pre-seasons where we were working out the kinks. But on Twitch, we're doing Marvel Cinematic Universe trivia every Wednesday night. Uh, and it is just really fun and all you got to do is have a twitch account you just type in the type in the thing it's free come on over and we're giving away prizes we didn't discuss this beforehand but what do you think about giving away two oculuses two oculi yeah it's a little bit yeah yeah one for each cheaper than a ps5 right now yeah and probably more readily and and goes to two people (laughs) yeah yeah so we do we we do do the raffle and two people get to win an oculus uh, okay, we could do a double raffle. Let's I, do it. I'm sure I know how to code that. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. We got, you got, we got four months. But anyway, we're starting the season this week. You, you get points. You, you you get points for answering Marvel Cinematic Universe questions, and you get uh, to 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 win the prizes at the end. So uh, we give away and we give away a T-shirt every week. So you're gonna have to change the graphic. Yes, yes, I will. Oh man, what we should do? What we should do for like where it says season prizes? Well, not you're gonna have to change the graphic from the glove, obviously, uh, and the PS Five's got to go. But what we can do is we can get pictures of you and me with ours on and be like, you could join us. I have fun. I have fun. We're Ooh, playing yeah. our mini golf. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Our mini golf team. Throw in All a right. uh, throw in a copy of mini golf, and we're sold. <laughs> <laughs> Play a round of mini golf. With the MCU cast team, uh, yeah, well, like, that sounds great. Uh, okay, anyway, so anyway, that's that's what that's what we're thinking. Uh, two Oculuses were given away this season, plus other prizes. Um, 
So come join us at twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv, twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. It is super fun every Wednesday night, 7.30 Central Time. Come on. We also need to welcome in producer Ashley. How you doing, producer Ashley? I'm great. I'm in the middle of a snowstorm, which is just fabulous. And I'm like freaking out over this episode. I have so many things to say and none of it makes sense. Like my brain looks like the whiteboard at this point. Yes. <laughs> my notes are so unorganized. <laughs> so, so good. Our, our brains have looked like the whiteboard since before this episode came out. We've literally, the, the inside joke has been put it on the board. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. I need that actual whiteboard that um, the Jimmy Woo has is what I need. You have to order uh, stuff for your office today. <laughs> they do yeah. have them on Amazon. I got my friend a whiteboard for Christmas. No shit. <laughs> I'll just tack one on, tack one on to the order. Yeah, you probably need that in your office. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Get your company to pay for you a Jimmy Woo whiteboard, a Jimmy yeah. Woo branded whiteboard. <laughs> It'd be so good if they sold Jimmy Woo branded whiteboards. I would be... <laughs> I don't have room for that, but I would totally be on board. Yep. You flip it over and it's got like how to do that card trick. <laughs> permanently etched into it. Yep. All right. Well, let's dive right into the feedback. Uh, we have 31 pages of feedback and there's no way we're getting to it. Let me throw a quick reminder to please <laughs> no keep, way we're getting to any of keep your, keep your uh, feedback as succinct as you can. I know a lot of times I'll get a theory and it'll be like five pages long, but really it's only like the last uh, two, two paragraphs that say anything like per germane to the theory. Like we, we all are pretty like, just get into, get into what, what signature about your feedback quickly. And then we can get to more thing, more people's feedback. That would be awesome. Yep. We're getting a lot of, I mean, it's, it's that point in the series where it's like theory crafting. What is oh, yeah. like, abound so it kind of you know it makes sense that there's like you know you got to work out all of the kinks of the theory and hammer it all out and yeah and, you know get your head cannon rolling i was <laughs> amazed i cut i cut a lot of people that were giving the same theory but there's still 31 pages of people with different theories <laughs> put it on the board <laughs> put it on the board let's do it all right dirty tastic says so does wanda have vision's body and she's puppet mastering it around to seem alive, quote unquote. Or is he a wholly constructed figment of her imagination? It just made me wonder when the zombie version came into the room, is that actually him and she dropped the illusion for a bit? Or is he wholly created by her? So there was also a news story going around. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a cut uh, post-credits scene, like from Endgame. Mm-hmm. That had Wanda uh, retrieving Vision's body, yeah, from a from like a morgue. Yeah, and they cut it, but that 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 sh that shot exists somewhere, and yep. that gives uh, a lot of people are saying this might actually be Vision's body, um, which is really dark. It's very dark, really dark. Like that that shot at the end of the episode where we we see a desaturated, colorless Vision. Um, so the question is, is that a vision that she is having of vision because she's remembering the truth? Or is that actually vision's body that she can't? Uh, it's real gross, I right? think If she doesn't keep the glamour up, does that mean everybody in the town just sees like zombie vision floating around? Ew. That's, gr uh, that's gross. And they all have to play along. It's really uh, dark for Disney, though. 
Yeah, but uh, they just did it. They just showed Zombie Vision last episode. It's like <laughs> it's not like this is too weird for the show. They've already done it, but it is weird, and I I don't like well, it. Like, it freaks me it's, out. Uh, you know, you say it's too it's not too weird for the show, but like they all they did when they when they had that shot is they just showed him and him talking and you know being all zombified. They didn't like they have not yet confirmed that she is puppet mastering Vision's corpse. I agree. Which, is a lot darker than just like a vision yeah. of vision. Yeah. Cause then there's that scene where they're like, you know, canoodling. Yeah. I know. And it, I don't, I, I, I personally hope we're going that dark. I'd love it. But I'm not going to get my hopes up. <laughs> oh, he says, he says to get the lights and then they're like, they, oh, ew. yeah, you're right. They definitely, they definitely, oh. uh, the, the show has had some birds and bees in it. Um, and that, uh, that, it, that does make that weirder and darker. I have, hmm. I don't know, man. Do you think they'll go there? Uh, it's, uh, this is one of the most common things that people wrote in it was like, is this right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that seems to be the major question is, is it, like is vision like what is vision you know what is this vision is this is this a construct of her imagination is it like is she forcing somebody else to be vision in a wonder woman 1984 kind of way yeah um is it she's just puppet mastering his corpse like are we going pro necrophilia here like like muzzinette says yes (laughs) i'm Um, just typing him i'm not saying that out loud but i think it's funny (laughs) (laughs) it's too late we already did we went there it's Um, it's in the ether we've been dancing on that necrophilia line for about two minutes now we might as well just say it Um, yeah that's so weird but vision isn't like an actual human? Does he decompose? Like, does, no. Does the vision body decompose? No. Well, I mean. Oh, no, so now you're getting into the nuts and bolts. We as, just it, watched it Ultron question. No, Wanda is getting into the nuts and bolts, and that's what we're asking about. <laughs> Two twins, nuts and bolts. It all makes sense. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay, to, to let's just divert off this topic. Speaking yeah, of this what, is a really dark topic. Of what to is vision? I, the answer is we don't know. Let's just say that it's nerdy tastic, and everyone else who wrote in, we don't know. But it does seem like it's a possibility that vision is being puppet mastered around, which it's is on gross. the board. When we watched Ultron last night, um, I guess we have to think that he is made up of like human kind of cells, the way that they fixed Barton. Because it wasn't right. like he created completely out of the same stuff that they used to to. Well, but it was vibranium. Skin. Yeah, it was vibranium woven into. How does it. he have eyeballs? <laughs> well, they're not. They're not real. Okay, so that's one of the things that I that I pointed out in our chat um, after the fact. Like, and I, I talked about it on the last episode. His eyes in Wandavision look too natural. They look like regular person eyes. And right. that's not what his eyes look like when he's created. Like in Age of Ultron, there are several shots where you can see his eyes have like, they're almost like apertures, like camera apertures. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. very, very mechanical. Mm-hmm. But in the show, they look like regular person eyes. And I wonder if she's not putting Pietro's eyes on vision because Pietro has very blue really eyes. Blue the way eyes. That he has we, we mentioned the blue here. eyes last oh. week. And that yes. makes it weirder, Jeff. It does. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it does. 
Here, 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 here's so let me get to the thing I'm trying to get to. And you brought up his eyes. Some uh, harmony. I think it's just harmony harm in the uh, um, in the chat here. Uh, she sent a uh, she sent me a TikTok that was a guy realizing that every episode of the show ends by zooming in to Vision's eye. You know, it, beca- it? apparently not the last one, did it? Apparently, like the the first thing you see in that little thing where it zooms in and turns all digital is Vision's zooming into Vision's eye. And it happens. Oh. It happens in first four episodes, and apparently, uh, I guess it's like the first thing you see in that little thing. But it's a different version of that shot in each thing, which is weird. Um, I haven't seen that, so I can't confirm or deny that. I, I don't remember that being. Uh, yeah. I, it is possible neither confirm nor deny it is possible they edited the tiktok strangely but like he just shows that it's the first thing they show in that little you know they have the, the end credit sequence when it goes right. to the end credit sequence that digital thing they always start yeah. it with a zoom in on vision's eye huh which is weird that's a weird thing to start with every time that is an odd thing um i will have to confirm it but this just came through last night and i was like interesting <laughs> Now, like, I did notice um, that when, you know, it flips to the please stand by is the first thing, right? When it goes to the, like, directed by Matt Shackman. Um, it, it flips to that, and then, like, there's often, like, close-ups of people's eyes or people's faces. And, like, in episode four, there was a, a close-up of Vision's, like, irisless, pupilless, like, just white eyes. Mm. Um, I remember that, but... I don't know that there's necessarily like a, a, a zoom in to it. Right. But, you know, send me that TikTok so that we can talk more about it. Yeah. Well, that it's so funny this week on the stranded Panda chat, which you should all join facebook.com stranded Panda chat. Um, uh, that's not the URL. I don't know why I said it that way. Just search for stranded Panda chat. Uh, but, uh, for some reason this week we turned the corner on TikTok where people are sharing more TikToks than they are YouTube videos. I think it's very funny. And uh, wow. I wonder, wonder what it pretends. I feel like we've got like four or five people sharing like, check out this TikTok about WandaVision. I'm like, weird. Right. Weird. We're in we're in that world now. There's so many YouTube videos that are like, you know, they're, they're like, oh, I hate to, to name names, but like Emergency Awesome, Charlie, like his videos are like, about nine minutes of him just exactly. talking about bullshit mm-hmm. and talking in circles and then actually like a little bit of yep. interesting stuff. He's like, this is an article posted by We Got This Covered, but I'm going to take it as gospel. So now that we've uh. all agreed that it is the gospel, like, here's what this implicates. Like, mm, yeah, like, no. at least at least just say, hey, here's a here's a rumor and let's speculate about it and have fun with it. But it's a rumor and we know that like that's the thing you got to to be honest with people that like, this is not, you're, you're not actually spinning gospel. You're spinning like a possibility that could be fun to talk about. Um, right. But yeah, they, a lot of YouTubers do that. The other thing, YouTube incentivizes watch time. So it wants you to keep people on the platform longer. And so it incentivizes you to make a 10 minute long video, even if you only have 30 seconds worth of stuff to say. And TikTok is like, you got one minute, you better get your stuff out. So like, I do think there's like a, <laughs> there's a thing there. 
Um, let's get to the next feedback. Uh, Fox Peterson says, maybe I'm missing some deep Wanda lore, but I am wondering why Wanda and Vision would be the two characters of all the Avengers who would have a nostalgic connection with American family sitcoms. Wanda grew up in Sokovia, spelling to be determined, (laughs) (laughs) with Pietro, and I would guess they didn't speak English. The, The mysteriously disappearing Ultron accent shall not be mentioned. Have a television that played TV land on Nickelodeon on weeknights after eight or had parents with VCRs and collections of welcome back Cotter reruns. That's normal here. Right. Right. And vision. Well, he's a machine who was literally born yesterday, quote unquote. So any memory he has of this era would be just data without emotion as he wouldn't have actually watched the shows in real time and thus made some personal context and new data that could be longed for to me. And I really did love this episode and all the analysis is just a gas. Please tell me I'm not the only one who now tries to use that phrase daily. Uh, <laughs> it is confusing why Wanda and Vision would be the characters to create and order this weird Americana world where neither of them have a background that makes a deep emotional connection with it. Does Do any pandas have a reason that's not tautological why Wanda's vision uh, idealizes an American dream that she probably never had? Boop, boop, boop. I could break in. Sure. Um, when I was in Greece, um, we were we went to some like really remote like places in, in Greece and a couple of places there. They stream in countries all over the world old american tv shows we were watching i'd never seen early edition and after we would go to the beach all day we would rush home to watch early edition and it's in english it's just subtitled at the bottom so that's not strange at all okay yeah yeah that's 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 the first side yeah that's the first thing like yes uh american sitcoms are everywhere and oftentimes uh, in countries where they don't get current tv sometimes those shows are still running like in prime time in other countries, like 20 years behind where they ran in prime time here. Now that's probably less true today with the internet, but like probably around when Wanda grew up, those would absolutely have been on her TV. Um, at least there's a, a strong precedent for that in the world that like in, in, in countries around the world, we export our television everywhere and old TV land episodes are absolutely on their TV. Uh, and as for vision, it's like, you think about vision. He like has been consuming all of the world's data for years and trying to understand humanity. And if part of how he's doing that is ingesting all of our art, then you could see that he would want a little family. Like in the comics, he wants a family and like, just like any human does. And a lot of why humans want a particular type of like nuclear family is because we've seen it on TV so much because of those TV shows that condition us to want that. Exactly. And so I don't see why he would be any different if he's like sort of struggling with this sort of the being that he is and trying to be more of that. I could absolutely see him uh, growing that. Now I don't think they've explained any of that. That is all headcanon, but I think they easily could. They could have a shot of her and Pietro as kids watching watching those sitcoms and that would explain the whole thing. Or they could have a shot of uh, if it ends up being a vision of his i.e. the eyeball zoom in, then it could they could easily just explain that like he's wanted to be human, da, 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 all the stuff I just said. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the fifth element. He just downloaded it all. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think that's uh but I but I hear where Fox is coming from, but I do think that's 
pretty possible for both these characters, but it is headcanon at this point. Yeah, without without any confirmation, uh, it's all headcanon. But you know, it's it feels like it's a really easy step to yeah. that headcanon. Yeah, I agree. So take the step, Fox. Take the step. Come with <laughs> us. <laughs> Icarus says we don't know what they were doing when they were in Scotland. Maybe they were watching sitcoms and chilling. Oh, which is you know one hundred percent true. That's oh. great. Oh. I, I keep talking. We've talked about that multiple times. Her and Pietra's kids. But like, what if it is? her envision falling asleep on a couch in Scotland, like mm-hmm. watching old episodes of Lucy or whatever. That would be, I like it. I like that too. I like that too. It's too cute. And good. it rips my heart out. Good idea. Chris. Good idea. Mm. Uh, Jordan Pierce says, well, I love the theory. I don't think it can be the guy from modern family. He was a psychiatrist that dated Betty in incredible Hulk after Bruce left. So it would be weird having him play another character in the MCU. I disagree. Poor Phil. I disagree. I'd like to see him though. It's perfect that Mephisto has been in the MCU all along. First he tried to get Hulk's powers. <laughs> and then yes. now he's he's pre- he's pretended to be he's still the psychologist whatever his like earthly role is and he's like uh, Doc Samson, he's kind of a little bit of a big deal. Right. He was he's Wanda's grief counselor and now he's he's trying to worm his way into you know manipulating her powers. It's just he's been there all along. This is perfect. All along, <laughs> all along. <laughs> Doc Samson has a, a little bit of a role in comics um, in that like he gets irradiated in some way and gets super strong again, or not again, but he gets super strong because that's what Gamma does to you is makes you uh, hulky. Um, <laughs> but he's got like long like nuclear green hair it's you know samson like biblical anyway going forward samson could be mephisto though yeah totally Uh, mephisto i have changed who i think mephisto is for sure oh who Uh who do you think mephisto is now i think it's dotty i really do interesting i go back to when um agatha said you know dotty is the key to the entire city and all that stuff, and then how she doesn't even have a profile up on there. Yeah, and she and even Agatha seemed a little like not afraid of her, but you know, like that's your boss kind of thing. Yeah, but Agatha was getting drunk at the the meeting. So I get drunk in front of my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> like she seemed, she seemed more just kind of fed up with Dottie's um, Dottie's attitude of like running the neighborhood and knowing it kind of thing. She's being the classic Karen from Will and Grace, not like the anger Karens that scream at people for skateboarding. Right. Well, <laughs> like she was being the classic Karen and Dottie was being the uh, modern Karen, as we'll call yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. There's something weird there. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to completely discount it. It's, it's still on the board. Well, so there's sort of an article that said from her, uh, what's her name? Who plays, uh, Amelia. Emma Caulfield. Yeah, Emma Caulfield. Um, That Feige had to personally approve her character, like her being hired for whatever role she was playing. Oh, okay. We'll see that. That's some background information. That's insider trading right there. That's insider trading. Uh, But no, that. I'll play fair. (laughs) (laughs) She did play a demon on Buffy. Mm -hmm. She was good. I loved her on Buffy. 
Me too. I absolutely love her on Buffy. And so, and I could totally see, I, I have seen it on Buffy where she goes real crazy and it is really like doing the demon thing and, and she's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it could be rad if she was Mephisto. Um, but it is weird that she's only really been focused in one episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if she's Mephisto, I would think she would have been there from the beginning and really had been like a main part of it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I You know, I, I think that... Uh, Marvel is is taking us down so many rabbit holes uh, to you know to bring up the bunnies thing. <laughs> uh, so many rabbit holes, so many red herrings. Like I, I think they want to keep us guessing. And if it were, if it is that Dottie is Mephisto, then having her not be the focus keeps her out of that limelight and keeps us guessing for longer. Sure, you know? absolutely. Yeah, look at us. We're like, it's the stork. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the stork. It's, the, it's the rabbit into the stork into yeah. oh my gosh yeah there's gonna be another creature in episode five yep i like uh, this jeffrey james feedback here okay i'm gonna make this comment against my oh, better jeffrey judgment james. yeah okay i'm gonna make my this comment against my better judgment but because i had no previous knowledge of the comic books involved when you first started talking on the cast about Wanda's twins, I thought you were talking about something entirely different. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? Have you seen right? her? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, Jeffrey James. <laughs> she looked so fantastic in this episode, just like her intensity uh, when she's getting ready to throw Monica out the, out the side of the house. Like she yeah. just... That was some acting. Acting? Acting? Yeah. There's just been so much range. Like, range in a weird way, because you get... when Normally, when an actor has range in an episode or a, a, a movie, like, it's because they, they can go to different places emotionally. But this... Like they can act so well as like a 50 style sitcom or they can or she can be the Wanda she was at the very end of this episode four where she is just herself and and angry and serious. And it's just interesting the kind of range that they're allowing these actors to kind of portray. I, I love yeah. it. I feel like it's I feel like it's fun for them to uh, to like you know throw it all away in a in an hour and a half or whatever for a couple of episodes where like you know they're doing the fifties sitcom sixty sitcom seventy sitcom and just kind of like go into that style because it's so over the top a lot of times where you know their normal performances are a little bit more subtle and yeah. like rein in the subtlety in just a few key moments that make us go, what? hold on, something is going on. Something is different here. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, uh, fuels the speculation engine. That's a, that is a big challenge as an actor. I feel like to, to be able to attenuate that sort of over the topness that way. And I really, I really love that they've done that. It's really a, an interesting um, element to the show. Yep. This is gonna be a gas. I feel like maybe fake. Uh, maybe Feige said that to them, like as as they were hired. He's like, "This is gonna be a gas," and they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, that's you gotta get into the. That's the feel of it. Come on, follow me. <laughs> follow me here." Oh, four says, "I am so hyped by the amazing answers we got in in WandaVision episode four. I still don't think it needs to take away from the quality of the first three, though." 
and I also don't think it should take away from future episodes where they return to the sitcom format. It's all so good in different ways, and I love it. Clearly referencing here the fact that a lot of people didn't like the first three episodes or thought they went too long. I love the first three episodes, but I Mm -hmm. clearly was hungering for this the entire time. And I am glad we're here, but that doesn't mean I don't like the first three, but I'm, I'm definitely like was wanting this as soon as possible. And I'm glad we got it. We needed our mini movie. It feels like act one of the, the mystery uh, or the suspense thriller or whatever, where, you know, we're brought into the world and we have to kind of like find out how things are happening and find out what's going on, like along with some of the characters and then yeah. once the characters find out, we find out, and then it's... Yeah, you know, it really is sort of that classic going. horror trope where you're, you're following along with the character as they go into the nice mansion, and it's just a nice mansion, and they hang out with people, and you, you need that part to establish, but it's such a weird concept that the, instead of them going to a house and being part of a party before the people start dying, it's they're in a sitcom. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's such a yeah. weird and cool idea. I love it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I, I'd say that's a credit to the creators of the of the show and, and really a, a credit to Feige for, like, going down that route. Like, yeah, it's a bold move to do this sort of thing. Bold and experimental and cool <laughs> and different and so, something that the world has never seen before. I freaking love to it. To bring up horror movies, um, what they're doing in the town to me seems very, uh, like, with everybody... N- not knowing who the people in the town were or forgetting that there was a town and all. And that's exactly what happened in it. Yeah. It made the townspeople forget about the missing children. So this seems very witchy to me that, you know, just a little, you know, yeah. there's something, somebody else is doing that. I think besides Wanda, there's some interesting, Goodness. we have some interesting feedback about that. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to it or not. So I'll just say it now. Uh, somebody wrote in and we'll, I'm, we may get to it. Um, that they were speculating that the two police officers outside of Westview are the one of the first incursions we've seen. So mm. them saying that Westview doesn't exist, they're from Eastview, is because yeah. in whatever town they, in whatever universe they're from, it was Eastview. And that's why, hmm. they're, that's why they're acting weird. That's crazy. Oh, man. Right. It's called Eastview, and that's like, yeah. Anyway, I, what I was like weirder the was that the witness protection person that his relatives and anybody who knew him didn't remember him anymore, or him or her, whoever the witness oh, protection that's right, person that's was. Right. And we still don't know who that is. Uh-uh. Uh There was somebody. Uh, some I heard saw some speculation. It may be in the feedback. I don't know. I read thirty something pages of feedback last <laughs> night, and I don't know what was news and what was feedback, and I'm just confused. Um, but uh, somebody was speculating that the. the I think he said it was a man, but someone he was said spe- him over he, and over again. Yeah. But you know, that's could be misdirection. He's good at that now. Um, <laughs> that, uh, someone, someone was speculating that it could be Wanda because, uh, he, what was he doing before this? He was the guy responsible for, uh, Scott's house arrest. Right. And so why would he go from being the guy responsible for Scott's house arrest working with an Avenger and their house arrest to, you know, this job of like, we're checking on a CI, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed, mm. I was like, that's not a bad thought that he could also, cause she was also on the other side in civil war and he could be dealing with her house arrest that she has here. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of house arrest, <laughs> but why would he, why would he call it witness protection though? 
Like, why would he call that witness protection? It could be the cover. It could be a, uh, you know, dissemination of information issue. <laughs> we compartmentalize sword. You don't compartmentalize sword. Sword compartmentalizes you. <laughs> you totally compartmentalize sword. And also, he's an FBI agent. Uh, he would yeah. be compartmentalized in the FBI. Like, absolutely, they do that kind of stuff. Like, not letting their, especially with C, uh, c- 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 CIs, but like, you could see why people might not want to know that Wanda is living in their town or whatever, and that could be a secret. What yeah. if, uh, what if it, what if that, oh, okay, 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 okay. It just got a that, theory. I do have a theory that I, mm. I've been crafting for a few minutes now, like <laughs> 10 at the most. <laughs> Um, what if this, this, this witness protection person, uh, that got woo into it is not related to this story, but is related to another or to the MCU as a whole, maybe a different story that, uh, that links to other franchises that he's been in. What if his witness protection person is young Kang? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. And he's having to hide, like he's in hiding from himself. What was, who was young Kang in the, uh, he was iron lad. That's right. Mm -hmm. Iron lad. And he had come back. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the comic book we read for the patrons a couple months ago. Uh, he was running from himself. Yeah. See, it's interesting because it is someone working for the FBI. Like so, it's this is an FBI case. So I feel like if it were Kang, that would be a shield or a sword issue. Maybe, but so but so does Ant Man feels that way too. But yeah. still, <laughs> yeah, like this is the guy who did it. So that's that's what makes me think like there might be more to it. But anyway, I like the theory. I'm not sure who wrote it in. We might get to it. Let's keep going. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, OA4 continues, we wanted answers, we got them. The scene at the start with Monica unsnapping into complete chaos was everything I wanted and more. The episode could have been complete garbage after that, and I would still call it a winner. But since it was decidedly not complete garbage, I'll keep talking. (laughs) So many tidbits about the Rambo family and its sword origins, and I loved every second of it. I also loved how Darcy spent the last 10 years since we've seen her following in Jane's footsteps and becoming a doctor. My little continuity-loving heart has grown three sizes this day. (laughs) I don't want to over-ramble, but something clear that stuck out to me is that Dottie and Agnes weren't identified by the task force in this episode. That definitely points to the Agatha and Mephisto story, or Agatha and Mephisto theory for those two. Uh, her being identified as a real person might unfortunately rule him out as the high evolutionary, unfortunately, Q sad trombone. <laughs> There's so much more that I want to gush about from this episode, but I'll cut it off here. So freaking excited. Until next time. Thank you, OA4. Um, yeah, so there's been a lot of speculation about Dottie's picture not being up there at all. Um and Dottie, I don't know, I don't see, that. to me that doesn't give much, much, inf- it, it literally gives no information is, is the thing. So maybe it's not up there because they just haven't seen her yet. We don't know exactly, there's, there's some hinkiness going on with the, like, which episodes they've seen and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they may have not seen her episode yet. Where they go to the um, club. Melissa in the chat had said that she meets the character Beverly at that swim club party at the same time that she met Dottie. So, oh. 
Maybe. Hmm. I mean, that's the first yeah. time we see her. It's for the we but see her. I mean, but could be, could be a different uh, different maybe. episode. We talked about how there's definitely other episodes that they see that we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was footage of um, Monica. Wanda and Agnes. Uh, Wanda and Agnes were shopping, and that's the first time they saw uh, Monica as Geraldine when she was just kind of like in the foreground and in the background was um, Wanda and Agnes. Like that was footage that we hadn't seen before. So, I mean, obviously they're getting other episodes and maybe Beverly shows up in one of those other episodes and Ag- and Dottie just had not been there yet. Cause that seemed to be, that seemed to be the first meeting, like based on what Agnes was saying and how Wanda was unsure, uncertain, that seemed to be the first meeting of Dottie. Right. Well, when did they do the whiteboard scene? Was it before or after they tried to go through on the radio TV? Or on the uh, that radio? Was, that was before, like a For while sure? before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I had seen that they hadn't gotten to that pool party or the, the pool club, swim club meet, whatever, the, the thing where they met up with Dottie. Like, they hadn't done that yet as far as the, the episode was concerned. Um, or as far as the episode was going, hmm. but it was weird. Like they didn't if, do that for no reason. They didn't do that for no reason. No, we know it. They did it. So we'd be having <laughs> these conversations for the next week. They like, did yeah. I, I could, I would not put it past Marvel for everyone started speculating about Dottie and they were like, Hey guys, take her off the board. Just like CGI that picture out. Um, you know what I mean? Like they easily yeah. could have. Oh, yeah done that just to mess with us that i could see them doing the same thing with herb like maybe they maybe they oh everyone thinks he's a high evolutionary that's hilarious let's take him let's let's not give him a driver's license you know um, <laughs> that's that's what they did to me with freaking agnes is that uh, they they put her picture up they like blanked out the legal name there was no legal name there uh and her picture was on there without a driver's license and i'm like oh man like hey, everybody's hey, hey. freaking out. Like she doesn't have a license. She doesn't have a legal name. Like obviously she's somebody else. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And this was like, you know, on the, the, the teaser last week for this episode, I was like, that looks shocked. Cause that the picture that they have for everybody else is slightly tilted in one way or the other, but hers is like perfectly lined up with the edge of the paper. And it doesn't look like there's a paper clip on it because the paper clip is holding the picture and the license on there. Like there's something going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe, you know, this has to be a red herring that Marvel is doing. You're just watching the next episode. If if she does have a license, then then we'll know. It's crazy too because we know they can do this stuff. We know they can CGI this stuff in and out on Disney Plus, especially because they've already fixed that sleeve problem of vision. Yep, it's crazy. A couple episodes ago, there was a um, episode when, three when Vision's on the swing. Yep, in episode three, when Vision's on the swing, there's a shot where you can see inside his sleeve, and they didn't paint his arm. And then days <laughs> later, they had already fixed it and made the arm purple and or the purple or whatever under underneath. I believe he's a fuchsia. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a fuchsia, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but they had, yeah, they had sampled his color and added it added it under there, just like uh yeah, a, just give him a quick spackle. <laughs> yep, they did it. They did it. It's crazy. So the, that's the kind of stuff that they, we know they can do. So you know that if people are bouncing theories around and they want to they lean into one, they could easily have done things like take, uh, take um, Dottie off the board. So yeah. anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Yep. Anyway. 
Uh, Stephanie Haynes says, hey, all, my name is Stephanie, and I'm a first-time writer. What do you think happened to the sword agent slash beekeeper? Wanda saw him, said no, rewound time, and we never hear about him again. Did he go back to on his own? Did she send him back? Did rewinding it like it never happened make him disappear? Am I overthinking this? <laughs> Just let me know what you guys think. Thanks for everything. Love you. 2,999. 3,000 if you answer this. <laughs> very cute i like that um <laughs> well prepare to have it be three thousand all right we're gonna work on this being three thousand thank you stephanie and thanks for writing in for the first time Woo. um so I, I can't believe we didn't talk about this last week because i definitely had feelings about it and then we just didn't get to it but like the beekeeper disappears never comes back did she erase that man from existence um, i saw somebody say he was the ice cream the, it was the same guy doing the ice cream at the in the beginning of episode three or something in the credits. So like he got like sucked into the world. <laughs> but that's just what I saw. She's like, nope, you have a part now and you need to yeah. get to it. Just like Geraldine. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So does that mean he so he didn't he was converted to a beekeeper, which is it's just kind of weird. So he's converted to a beekeeper when he goes through the thing. So so whatever mind powers she has, they clearly like have acknowledged him and transferred him into a thing that she can recognize inside the world. But then when he gets there, he still seems to have intention on, on it disrupting what's going on. So it's weird because she changed his body, but didn't change his mind. And then when he gets out of the sewer, she changes everything. And it seems that either. Yeah. I didn't see the, uh, the fact that he was the ice cream man. That's interesting. Well, that's not fact. Cause I'm now people are saying that it's not the same actor and it's like, who looked up who those extras were? I oh, guess I'll look it up now. Well, that actor is apparently one of their common stunt performers in Marvel. Uh, yeah. He's been in a ton of movies. Stunt coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so people know him. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear that he had been the ice cream. Oh, I mean, cream. like the random. Uh, who, how did you look up the random ice cream guy for two seconds in the title of season three? I guess if you just know that actor, then maybe you can see it's not him. Okay, what do we got next? Charles M. Kelly says, "Hey guys, just listening to your episode four reaction episode. Uh, I heard you mention the theory that this perhaps, or that this is perhaps Wanda remaking the Mind Stone." I'm surprised you guys didn't mention that in one of the featurettes slash trailers toward the end, it looks like Wanda is doing just that. And then the Mind Stone comes back together and is glowing on her face. Uh, so, so I haven't seen one where it actually comes together. There is, there is one where she is looking at it and it seems to explode as far as I've seen it, right? It seems like it goes, it explodes. Yeah, all I remember seeing is that she's got her arms out and it looks like she's in her um, in her like prisoner attire, or like when she was a um, yeah post a prisoner of Hydra or whatever. Uh, yeah, it was into no, no, no. I mean, um, like before, like in the beginning of Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, or you know when she was in you know when she was one of the miracles. Yeah, that was, um, that was into Civil War, right? No, no, it was not <laughs> when she was one of the miracle children. Winter Soldier is what I meant to say. Sorry. Okay. Captain America 2, not 3. Yeah. Sorry. I, that's what I had. I fully was meaning that and saying the wrong title. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm sure the chat is going crazy. Yes to what you mean, but not what you said. Thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> yes to what you meant. But yeah, it looked like, you know, she had her arms out and it was 
bathing her in its light. Um, yeah. But it looks like that's going to be more a, uh, uh, and in her head kind of, we don't know. We have no idea. We have speculated on previous episodes that that is more of a, like, like that's a flashback of her remembering her past. Cause why is she in that outfit? Uh, I don't think she would imagine if she's just remaking the mindset. I don't think she would imagine herself in that outfit. Of course, I also wouldn't put it past Marvel to put her in that outfit to deceive us. So I have no idea. It's, it's, it's all confusing. <laughs> But yes, that, that is there is a there is a shot of the Mind Stone. We have because she gets her powers from the Mind Stone, and she's in that outfit when she does. So we have speculated that that is her remembering the truth of the world, and like that's part of her past is her getting her powers and her being like irradiated by the Mind Stone and getting her powers. Um, mm-hmm. And and also, I think that will be her finally fully understanding her powers that she can't just do a little telekinesis swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. she also has the swoosh, power swoosh, to create swoosh. worlds as she's doing this <laughs> create reality well it's the the big bang big bang dust or whatever she's using right what did they call it? Sprinkle a little big bang dust on <laughs> yeah, it, it was big bang dust I'm pretty sure that's what that uh, sword agent said yeah, yeah CMBR big bang dust that's I mean the same thing <laughs> see it what no. cmbr cosmic microwave background Listen, i don't want to know what you're into man that's okay. cool <laughs> we don't kink shame around here no kink shame cmbr snm airbnb whatever whatever you're into whoa <laughs> whatever you're into Mm. I like to sleep in other people's beds. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Andrew says, I just had a thought. What if Herb was about to say, we're all mutants, which is why some people are sucked in while others have to force their way in. Or, or he said, Herb says, we're all basil. And then he dusts away like, it's a Herb joke. It's a Herb joke. (laughs) Somebody sage us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we don't have time for this. Let's move on. Did you guys talk about how the the helicopter drone was Captain Marvel's colors? I loved that. Oh, we didn't talk about that. I like that a lot. I like the. I thought it was interesting. When it goes in, it's Tony's colors. (laughs) 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 I'm so disappointed. (laughs) Laughing so hard, saying plowing forward. All right. So, Andrew, yes, we're all mutants would probably be a possible thing that Herb could have been saying. Uh, A lot of people are speculating the mutants thing that like either the town is mutants or this is going to create the mutants or the radiation, the CMBR, the Airbnb is going to spread everywhere (laughs) and get in everybody and like create, create whatever they, the thing is. Lots of revenue streams going on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this, the town is 3,892 people. That would be a great number to start with. 
mm-hmm. uh, as far as like putting mutants into the world. Yeah. Oh, actually, I kind of love that. They've already called out how many people are in the town. So if they did create mutants and then like whatever, spread them around the world or something, like we just know that there's you that just many. sprinkle them in like the Big Bang does. Yeah. 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 Well, I wonder if uh, uh, Monica will become Photon because she was dusted and then because of going in and out of Wanda's like energy TV field. I wonder if that might change something for her. You know, not only did she go in there and get irradiated with the CMBR a lot, but she also uh, caught a um, a, a Wanda blast to the face, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when she got thrown through a couple of walls and a fence and a field (laughs) and outside. Uh, She's probably going to be knocked out for a little bit, but I would not be surprised if that if that gave her some power and made her into, I'm thinking either Photon in honor of her mom, because that was one of her comics names or Spectrum, which is one of her comics names as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, if looking over her shoulder as she's walking into the sword headquarters, there was the W H I H news uh, screen on one side. And the one in the middle that was like right over her shoulder said Spectrum news and Spectrum is one of her comics hero names. Yeah. I wonder if that was a little bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah, either like foreshadowing that. or it's a call out to the comic book origin, which like might mean that that's not what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, if that's the. Well, I mean, fuck. At one point, she was Captain Marvel in the comics. Right. Like, right. Yeah, so she was the first Captain Marvel. Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. The first person to call themselves Captain Marvel. Oh, interesting. Uh, Marvel was the first one, wasn't he? Was he Captain Marvel? Yeah, was yeah. he Captain Marvel? He says Marvel, and she says Marvel. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh my God. He was the first Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't know, Muzzy. Look it up for me. <laughs> uh, I, I I like. Uh, So uh, Andrew also says about the mutants here that we didn't touch on yet. He says because I interrupted with a bad joke, uh, which is why some people are sucked in while others have to force their way in that is interesting um Mm. not necessarily force their way in but like the the beekeeper had to crawl in but um monica put her hand into the field and it sucked her in so what's the difference there why 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 i don't know none of us know the field the field (laughs) probably like sensed her or something and and decided to turn her into a part of the story and just brought her on in. I mean, like, why, why is Jimmy, uh, why is Jimmy Woo kept out? Like he said, you can feel it, right? Nobody's supposed to go in. Right. And then like that, that seems to suggest that either he just was not interested and kind of was turned away. Um, cause it was, uh, what is it? Oh God. In Hitchhiker's Guide. It was an SCP field. Um, is an SCP field and he was just like, nah, and turned away. Or did he try and was like, did he hit a barrier and was just like, Hey, what is this? Well, it sounded <laughs> like he, he didn't try, but he also like was told by some force in himself inside his brain that he didn't, he wasn't supposed to try. Like he said, yeah. which is interesting because Monica apparently didn't experience that enough to keep her away. She walks up, puts her hands on and gets sucked in. So yeah, that's a great point. On top of who gets sucked in and who walks through, like why are there 
I, like why do people feel differently? And Amon, I, I just love this episode so much because they do all the nerdy speculation and head cannoning that we do. Like Monica walks up and is like, "Why did these? Why did? Why are these cops affected by this field that's telling them Westview doesn't exist?" While we aren't, and she's like, "Maybe it has something to do with our proximity to this." to this area and then but the sword agents are all also converging on that area so what if it starts affecting the sword agents uh, or was it a one-time thing uh, clearly jimmy woo has this effect that she doesn't have so like is it because he's been there longer um all of that mm-hmm. is good questions what if westview never existed what if what if she's already changing the whole world you know what I mean? Ooh, what if, House what if, of M style. Yeah. Like, what if she's creating this little town and everyone who remembers Westview is actually uh, wrong, right? Like, what if all these creations, all the all the uh, people's IDs that they're finding have all been implanted by Wanda because she wanted to change the world to create this little town and has been, like, changing it as she felt uh, whatever, as she felt appropriate. Um, mm. I but don't know. Like, why would she, like, if she did all of that to so many people. Why is that one guy unaffected? That's, where that's what we're asking. Yeah. Where he's like Eastview, you know, sheriff. Of, and his car, his car had Eastview sheriff on it. Yeah, for sure. Which, which is the changing the, reality. The thing that somebody brought up, in, I think in the feedback somewhere that we might get to, uh, is incursion. The, the idea that they're, they're an incursion. Like what if, what if they're an incursion from the other reality or left oh. over from the other reality, like a little pocket that was missed, you know, at the seams, at the edge of the little, uh, universe, something slipped through. Or, I mean, okay. So if you, if you Google this and, and God, I did, if you go to Google maps, uh, <laughs> all, all of our Google search histories are so effed up after this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, Google thinks I'm going to New Jersey very soon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I looked for Westview. Westview's there. You know, I looked for where it is in relation to Hackensack. It's there. I looked for where it is in relation to uh, the town that they lived in in the comics. I'm looking for Eastview. Eastview doesn't actually exist on the map. It's not there. Mm Mm-hmm. But there is an Eastview like Avenue or an Eastview Street. It's like this big on the map. <laughs> like, they they apparently are just like, all right, so he's he's going to New Jersey. Yeah. Um, no, Google Google is gonna think so many people are heading to New Jersey soon. Like New Jersey is gonna get like weirdly uh like all the hotels in the area are gonna think it's gonna be busier than it is or something. Yep. Crestkill. It was Crestkill, New Jersey. Crestkill, yeah. Still New Jersey. I love how much is happening in New Jersey. Uh, and it all sort of just swirls around and these, you know, shield facilities and, um, you know, uh, the SSR facility was there in New Jersey. They got destroyed uh, in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so all, all that stuff, uh, it, it all kind of swirls around the same area. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I wonder why. Maybe she went there uh, because she saw Hamilton. It was like, everything's legal in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> she, took, she took Hamilton as gospel and went there to create her own town because it's legal there. Because, I mean, they've been in upstate New York for, I guess we have to think that she lived there for at least two years. Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So she was so, pretty I mean, close. She's probably flying all around. She's like, no one will notice if I do this in Jersey. Yeah, right. No one. <laughs> Nobody. 
Jordan Metcher says, hey guys, just had a quick thought. There's been a bunch of people speculating that the people in Westview will become mutants, but what if in the next few episodes we see Monica start to develop powers and become Photon by the end of this show? That would certainly give her cause to be in Captain Marvel 2. Loving the show, Jordan Metro. Absolutely. I think we just talked about this, but yes, like I think it's totally possible that she will follow her comics origins and become a sentient weapon, as it were. A sentient weapon? Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Actually, I like this a lot. What if she becomes a sentient weapon and they're supposed to, Sword is supposed to be a group of humans monitoring sentient weapons and they like, like they she ends up getting kicked from Sword, like kind of leaving her little, little, aim, uh, you can't be an agent anymore. Yeah, you can't be an agent anymore. You're, you are what we, we, you're the thing that we have to watch. Oh man, that's rough. And like, that's her connection to her mother. That's her connection to her childhood. She's done. She's known nothing but sword her whole life. And, but now she's the subject of sword. Oh man. My mom built this place from the ground up. I grew up here. You can't, I am sword. You can't kick me out. (laughs) That's all I hear. Don't you love that the two agents were are made by these badass women like uh, yeah Peggy Carter created Shield and and Mon- Maria created Sword. I love it. Yeah, I love how many strong women are in these shows. Um, they 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 really does have a diversity of like you know. Although we started with four male heroes in the in the MCU, um, mm-hmm. it's it's like it's diversified pretty strongly now, and I like it. Me too. She's not alone. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean that kind of girl power. <laughs> we like we like the girl power when it's just part of the world. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it yeah. can be done naturally, Marvel. Taste tastefully. Yeah, right. And I like I get it. Some people absolutely love that moment, and I, and I I'm happy for them. I really it's am. It's really great. It's really great. I like the sentiment of that moment. I yeah, don't like too. how they did it. Anyway, we're not we're not here to talk about that. What we're Captain here to Marvel talk about doesn't need their help. <laughs> I've said that so many <laughs> times. Like, this is the I one person. Saying, why did you guys have to open this up again? It's the one person that doesn't need backup, and doesn't you're like, no, backup. she won't be alone. Like, oh, she can take out everything out there without <laughs> I really, anybody. I really would have much preferred that moment if they're like, she doesn't need, she's not alone, and all these ladies line up behind her, and she's like, guys. I'm Captain I Marvel. Got I got this. And they just, like, like, just wrecks everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they're back there like, yep, but we're here for you if you need us. Just call call, call us. Okay. Why was she up there this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Okay, so Corey, <laughs> now that we're talking about old stuff, let's bring Corey Small in. Who actually put coffee grounds in Tony's sink? In the disposal. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's an answer to that. I wonder if we can like, I wonder if there's some shot in a different movie where someone puts coffee grounds in. That'd be really great. I don't think there is. I don't think there is either, but it'd be great. Maybe there it will was be. In, it's in Civil War. He says, who's putting coffee grounds in the disposal? What am I running a bed and breakfast for a biker gang? <laughs> Which that doesn't make any sense. And I hate that. That line just bothers me every time. <laughs> Bikers, you know. Bikers are really respectful people. He can't stop quipping himself. I get it, Tony. Biker, biker gang. I think that's the point. He's like going overboard with like how 
bad. It's I'm just explaining a joke. I shouldn't explain a joke. No, I like that whole scene makes me angry because I'm so team cap that, you know, he's like, (laughs) we dropped that. We dropped this on this poor kid's head. I'm like, you, you did it. You created Ultron, but that's for a whole different thing. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, not. Yeah, you we don't let me in with you. You're the only one who made a murder. I told you not to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You literally hid it from us. And then you're right. And then you're outlawing us. We have to get sanctions. You, you need to turn your shit in right now. You're benched. You're benched. (laughs) He's the guy who breaks all the rules and becomes the hall monitor. Like, what the fuck, Tony? Right? (laughs) Right? Oh, shit. (laughs) You're benched. I love it. Like, it's a fucking sports team. Like, it's a sports team. Right, right. Sports. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime we reach sports, that's a dead end for me. We just should move on. <laughs> that's a good idea. I'll start saying that more. <laughs> Any sports reference, we uh, move on. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Isn't the Super Bowl happening soon? Next on our run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, producer Ashley. You got us moving with that with that quick sports reference. <laughs> what does Luke Murphy have to say? <laughs> Luke Murphy says, "Hey, Matt, Jeff, Ashley, and Matthew, finally listened to the latest WandaVision episode, and I'd interpret Herb cutting the wall differently." I understood it that the contractions were causing the reality to glitch, so Herb was just glitching. Like with the lights spinning around, the pipes all leaking. Uh, this might even be why he and Agnes were a little bit more aware they're essentially puppets, when we haven't seen that kind of awareness before. Also, at the end of your instant take episode, there was an accidental beekeeping comment made that tickled me. Keep doing what you do <laughs> for the pandas. <laughs> for the pandas. For the pandas. For the pandas. For the pandas. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the for the pandas. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> this piece of feedback definitely got moved up in the layers of feedback because it said for the pandas at the end. <laughs> Matt is absolutely willing to take brides, you guys. Bribes, not brides. Many brides. <laughs> I take many brides and many bribes. <laughs> many bribes from many brides. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's a whole different TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Luke has a great point here. Uh, we, we talked about this. We, I think we mentioned this a little bit, but yeah, the, the glitching, it could just be glitching that, and not him trying to break through. Uh, people took it as different in different ways. A lot of people took it as just glitching. I equated it to animatronics. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe he just thought that the wall was a piece of parsley and needed to be cut. God, I'm, yep. I'm so it's upset. It's time to making... stop, Jeff. It is yep. time to stop. He's just a man doing work on his herb garden. Stop. It didn't need to go this far. It didn't need to go this far. You're mustarding it up, man. No. <laughs> You're right. We mustard move on. <laughs> So today in women's basketball. All right, Andre Sparks. What does Andre Sparks have to say? (laughs) Andre Sparks says, hey, hashtag best podcast team. Hey, thank you. Episode four and the trailer that shows what's to come has me hyped. Few things. 
The beginning, when it was all black, I definitely thought that was her waking up from being knocked out of the bubble. Revealing it was the flashback by, like, to undoing the blip was a, a great surprise. Yeah. Monica's mom being creator of S.W.O.R.D. was a great idea. As for the rest of the episode, them pointing out that the bubble is some sort of radiation definitely makes me think it will have unforeseen consequences later. Mutants? Monica getting powers? Lastly, and here's where I wanted to get your thoughts, we see Wanda seems to be in control, but is she really? Like after she took care of Geraldine, she looked confused and scared. If she was really in complete control, I don't think that she would have looked so conflicted. Thoughts? Keep up the great work. Mm. I like it. That's true. That's true. Because like when she was like, you're not, you know, you're not my neighbor. You're not my friend. I want you to leave. Blah. And like knock her out. She looks like she just came out of a haze. Like, yeah. uh, well, did you notice happened? that's that is the first time we see her use her actual powers. Yeah. Her red powers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like when she shuts it off, it's like she almost like needs to com- bring herself back into scene. Right. Since everything's so much. Yeah. So she definitely was popping she puts in and the out wall of that. back together. Like she uh-huh. puts the wall and all the books back together with the red powers. And it's, uh, it's not like that's uh, you're, you're onto something here. And mm-hmm. like, this is a, this is something that I've noticed with the, uh, the TV show episodes is that she's never like created something in, in, in the verse in the MCU. Right. She's never created something that we've seen. All her powers have always been telekinesis based or mental based. Like mm-hmm. it's never been creating a thing. But in the show, she's like, dig a dig and does the like the bewitched thing <laughs> or the I dream of genie thing where, you know, bow, now there's a rope and whatever. Like she she's doing these things in this little reality and that's brand new for her but it doesn't like it doesn't look like her old powers or her her powers that we've seen so far and it doesn't like it's it's a new bigger set so like what does that mean right yeah you know we've talked a lot about uh, a little bit at least a little bit about the idea of them introducing mephisto and agatha harkness and all that stuff and how that would be kind of a big leap for marvel because they haven't introduced any of that before like Mm -hmm. it would be sort of a big thing and so we've speculated that maybe this is just going to be a story of her grief and her creating this world but they also have never introduced her creation powers at all you know right but they have i will say I didn't think of it this way at the time. And she definitely has like through that first episode, she has this magics where she's like uh, causing things to levitate and all this stuff, but creating things whole cloth is never something we've seen her do until the magic show. And so like, maybe that was Marvel's way of being like, look, this is her using these powers very deliberately and she has the power to turn a piano into a cardboard cutout. She has the power to create a pulley out of thin air. She has the power to create all this stuff that she's doing. She can move this person from there to there. Like these are in a weird way that was introducing new power sets of Wanda's that we've never seen before. Or she can only do that stuff inside this bubble that she's created. So she's the one saying what people see in this, you know, thing is her doing all this other stuff. Absolutely. Or she can only do that within this bubble that somebody else created for her. Yeah, that is absolutely yeah. possible. Cause who's sending out these signals. You would think that she wouldn't want to be sending out these, you know, radios or the TV signals and like 
is she editing the TV show herself right. or is somebody editing that she, stuff she's out? She's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, like he it's says a someone lot of censoring stuff. the feed. Yeah. Right. My thinking on someone censoring the feed is she, somehow this this transmission is coming from her. Like she is transmitting this TV show that is it is what she wants the world to be like. So she or possibly Vision are are creating this little world to live in and it is what they want the world to be like and they are sending that out to the world. So those little edits that we see where they cut things out, um, mm-hmm. those are edits that she is like intentionally forgetting or losing. And that's what I think that moment where she throws Geraldine out of the, of the, through the walls. And then that look on her face, the haze everyone's keeps talking about, like she's coming out of a haze. I think it's her going into a haze. It's her going like, I'm, I'm throwing her out. I'm rebuilding my little world. And then I'm receding back into the zombie version of me. That's just going through the motions and living my happiest life here in Westview. Man, like, yeah, all I, that's like, what I think the vision that I have in my head of, of like that, like the inspiration of that uh, thought is that she puts everything back together and then just kind of like slowly falls back into like waiting arms of, of like devils and demons, like uh, lifting cool. her up and carrying her, Ugh. you know, like falling back into the haze. She's like, take me. Yeah. That's real creepy. That's what I was thinking about with, with Agnes um, and how you guys are saying maybe she wasn't, um, you know, that she was actually stuck there. But she, if remember after we watched the trailer, I don't know, 500,000 times, um, <laughs> she has this scene where she's like, am I dead? That you guys are talking about. She's yep. like, no, but you mm-hmm. are. And then after it, she has that evil cackle. And she, we are, we've seen that she's the only one who knows that Vision's not supposed to know what's going on. So the fact that she would give that away and like kind of tell him that I think is a little bit more sinister than yeah. just being, you know, like I'm stuck in here. I have no, you know, I'm a victim too. Like, you know, you're not supposed to tell him that. Agatha Harkness, agent of Mephisto. Yes. Yeah. It, there's definitely something going on with Agnes and we've seen, uh, we've seen featurettes or, or, or trailers where she's like, giving the two of them direction like stage direction oh yeah yeah in the in the 90s looking episode yeah uh, where she's like should we just take it from the top and then like the wanda and vision are like what the what the hell is she talking about she's like (laughs) should we just take it from the top okay and then they start over like god this show's so weird so so (laughs) here's here's my thought like we keep saying like who's in control mojo (laughs) we keep saying who's in control which one of the two of them is it? Is it Mephisto or is it her? And mojo. <laughs> or is it Mojo? Fine, Thank it's you. Mojo. Thank you. It's the mojo characters world. that have been on screen so far, Ag- Ag- Agnes and and Wanda. There's a lot of like discussion of whether one of them is in control. Here's my thought of how this is working, and the reason it seems confusing. Um, Agnes is riding Wanda's powers like a bucking bronco. Like she is trying to tame the powers to do whatever, whatever she's trying to do. And Wanda is in control now, but Agnes is trying to get that control and trying to cede that control by like whatever means she can. And, and that's why sometimes she seems like she's orchestrating things because she's pulling on those reins as best she can. But Wanda is too powerful and too in control of herself right now for, uh, for her to ride the Bronco properly. Yeah, like, well, I mean, what if, what if Agatha, what if, what if Agnes, I keep trying to call her Agatha, 
Right. What if what if Agnes is uh no, that doesn't work cuz he would recognize her. Uh I was thinking what if it's his missing person? What if it's his missing um witness protection person? Mm. We've talked about that <laughs> a little bit. Like that could be why she doesn't have an ID up there because she's yeah, in witness protection. <laughs> Jimmy would have would have noticed, like he would have said something. He would have been like, "Ah, that's my person." Well, no, but yeah. or he wouldn't have because she, the witness protection. He's he's trying to compartmentalize it. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, so like, what if? I mean, Ag- Agnes Agatha rather Agatha Harkness in comics is Wanda's um, mentor as far as mm-hmm. know, mysticism is concerned. Uh, so it makes sense that she was she would be like trying to help her get control of it or trying to get control of it for her. Um, and she's actually the one that removed the memories of the children whenever they got taken away and absorbed back into Mephisto. Um, but I was thinking, what if Agnes was just a part of Westview whenever Wanda showed up to do this thing and she just kind of saw that, like, you know, this crazy person is in control. Maybe the best way to to kind of determine where things are, where things are going, or, you know, the, the, the way to get the best outcome for me is to put a hand on the wheel and lean into it. Like yeah. maybe that's what she's doing. It could just be that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the next feedback, let's uh, bring Ash on and see if anybody in the uh, chat has had anything interesting to say. Okay. So I have a couple, I have a couple fun ones. Um, <clears throat> Melissa says, I'm sticking with that Wanda is the main villain of phase four because the whole phase four presentation, like a year and a half ago, each project had a red glow that was reminiscent of Wanda's powers. Mm. Mm. I like it. I like that too. That's a good thought. It doesn't have to be that she's even necessarily the bad guy in each one. Like what if the, so we're about to get the what if series, right? What if like her powers just her fritzing out and destabilizing all of reality is causing all these spin-off realities and we're getting glimpses of all of it and it all sort of like starts to converge together in a in some sort of uh like we keep talking about all these convergences or um incursions or whatever um and a lot of the stories relate to those even if Wanda's not in it She's her powers are still felt throughout the verse. I, right. Like it's I still like her that. influence that's caused it. Yeah. It could be in small yeah. ways or big ways. It could be like a character has changed slightly or it could be the world. The world has changed completely. The world, world is changed. changed. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. In the, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. So with that goes right into this. 084 says, I wonder if this event could replace the Terrigen bomb and give Miss Marvel her powers over in Jersey City. Oh, I love that so much. I like that a lot. Hot damn. That's a good one. That is a real good one. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, what? Because, okay, the, you know, everybody always says the, the, what's the, the phrase is like the bubble bursts. I hate to burst your bubble. Mm -hmm. Like, what if this Mm -hmm. is a little bubble reality and it, pops and explodes all of this cmbr yeah onto earth and irradiates everyone yeah ah. and either either mutants or inhumans or whatever and yeah i know that um well i, I captain marvel's the, the version of captain i'm sorry miss marvel that i know from the game which is really the only version i know is very tied into being an inhuman though yeah 
Like it's very and important. She is in the comics as well. Like it's right. You know, it's the Terrigen bomb that that causes her um, her transformation. Yeah. What I mean and, is not just that she isn't inhuman, and it ca- it's caused by Terrigen, but the fact that like she like feels it's part of her identity. Yeah, she feels passionately about being an inhuman, and that like right. the people like her are being uh, hunted and stuff like that. She feels very passionately about helping her people. Right. And that's you know that's that's kind of central core to her character um it's it's difficult though to especially as bad as the show was it's difficult to bring in the inhumans um without setting a lot of uh, a lot of groundwork for the past which uh might happen because of eternals mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, they could uh-huh. absolutely could or it could they could just reboot the idea of Inhumans completely, which uh, may happen as well. Melinda may happen. <laughs> Anything else from the chat, Ash? Yep, I have about three more. Um, a couple from Muzzy. Muzzy says, have we seen any cops inside Westview? Maybe Wanda expelled them all? And actually thinking about it, I don't think we saw any cops. Yeah, inside. we have not. I, I've heard some speculation that like, she removed the cops because that would like, she was removing any like force that could stop her. But I, I don't, I don't know if it makes sense because she can change everyone. However she wants. Like why would a, why would a police officer be any different? I guess. Hmm. Uh, And then he says, what if Wanda came to Agatha Harkness to try to resurrect vision because Agatha has real magic and it went very wrong. Maybe Wanda is tapping into Agatha. Uh, Agnes's powers. Yeah. That would help to solidify that theory of Agnes as a hand on the wheel sort of thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, very recently Tara JK in chat kind of had a similar theory of what if Wanda was pregnant when she got blipped. Cool, I was going to read that. Okay. No, I, I, I want it. <laughs> I want it. I want it, Ashley. Fine. I'll delete it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was getting What if Wanda girl. was pregnant when she got blipped? Compounded by grief, uh, she goes to a grief counselor, Agnes, who puts Wanda in a trance, but the trance comes to life and takes over the town. Like, all of these things of, you know, what if she went to Agnes uh, seeking help, and Agnes is just like, oh, I got you, girl, and then it goes way wrong. Yeah. And yeah. and Agnes is trying to get it all back to some sort of normalcy, and, you know, she's got a hand on the wheel to try to help steer this thing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then he says, I love Dr. Darcy Lewis as a feminist voice, like her not being shy and correcting people when they don't call her doctors perfect. And we know Jimmy is good because he always calls her Dr. Lewis. I agree with that, but you know what I don't love? Her voice. You don't like Darcy's voice? Uh, I like Darcy. I don't like like that. Uh, Her and I wouldn't be able to be friends for very long. Coworkers, yes, but not friends. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a short break and be back with lots more feedback right after this ad we have no control over. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And we're back. And we're back. On the break there, Jeff, you were talking about how you ship Darcy and Wu. Is this, is this is yeah. true? Why? Give yeah, me any know, evidence why you should ship them. Uh, have you seen how cute they are together? I, they're funny, but I don't see them not romantically. I don't get it. People keep saying this. I don't get it either. I'm with you. I don't know. I, like I, it's uh, I, Two I think people about on it. Screen. I don't know. They're they're really great. Like there's there's a lot of great chemistry there as far as like the way their characters interact, and maybe you know maybe not even necessarily, maybe not even necessarily like romantically shipping right. them. I agree. They're like, good buddies. They could but be I don't ship best them. friends. Yeah, sure. I want them yeah. to be. I, I've seen so many, um, so many memes that are like, "This is Mulder and Scully," yeah. and it was Woo and and Monica. But yeah, I want yeah, it to I be Woo and Darcy. and Darcy. Me too. Me too. I, I saw the same memes and I was like, "No, yeah, this needs to be Woo and Darcy all day." That would be a yeah. wonderful show, an X Files show based around like Woo and Darcy figuring stuff out. Love it. Yes, I would love it. I I would one hundred percent watch that all day oh. every day. It's just called the X Files, and they take down mutants. <gasps> <gasps> How dare you! <laughs> All right, let's get back over here to the other scene and hit some feedback. Feedback. We got Jordan Sheldon coming in saying, "Let me start off by saying, you guys are great. I'm a new listener, but y'all have me hooked." Hey, thanks, Jordan. Just one quick observation: looking back at Endgame. I don't know if you guys spoke about it already or not, but at the end when Clint and Wanda are talking about wishing Nat was there to see they won, Wanda says they both do, or they both know. Now, what if she's meeting Vision and her brother because she already has something planned and it wasn't exactly what Marvel was trying to lead on that she met Nat and Vision, but was only thinking of her two losses? Just would like to hear what you guys think. You guys are great. Oh, by the way, that afternoon exchange was hilarious last week. <laughs> As Ashley rolls her eyes. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were going to get Never going to live it. that down. Yeah, never. Never going to live it down. <laughs> never going to live it down. No, it's, it's, it, no, seriously, Ashley, you were the best, and you're the best to have a sense of humor about it and laugh at it. That's why that clip's oh, yeah. so funny. Because you're not <laughs> so like, funny. you're not actually like so upset. You're, it's so no, funny. I know. I know how smart I am. It's 12.48 in the afternoon. Hey, look at you. <laughs> I'm growing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I learned a new word. Watch me use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the afternoon. It's, it's interesting what Jordan brings up here about it being the two of them. I, I, I don't. I think that takes away from the line in in game. I like the line being both of them do, and she's talking about Vision and Nat uh, because yeah. they both lost someone in that moment. But clearly, so far, it seems Pietro is on her mind. She's given Vision blue eyes and speed powers. Um, yep. Which mm-hmm. it, it, and, and we, we've talked about it before, but the featurettes leading up to the show talked a lot about how she lost her brother. 
And I just think we're going to get there. We're going to get to talk about her brother some, um, whether that's what she intended in that sentence or not. The, the brother is definitely going to tie into this. Thinking about it, she lost a lot. She lost Vision and Pietro, but she technically also lost Steve and yeah. Natasha. Yeah. The only other two people who were very close with her. Yeah, they were all on her. Tony, technically. I mean, I, I know they had their ups and downs when he sure. locked her in her room, but it was still, you know, he looked out for her. She basically lost it. Who did, who's left from Team Cap? Scott. Uh, Hawkeye. But like, where is he? That's really Clint. bothering me where Clint is in all of this. Mm, in all of this uh, right here? Yeah, in all of WandaVision, because he... You know, well, consider this is her. consider this is three weeks after the events of Endgame and the Unsnap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's with his family. That's true. Yeah. Family schmamly. He she needs his help. <laughs> his entire all three of his kids and his wife got dusted. It, yeah. it, it is interesting that we've got these two Avengers here, and no one has called the Avengers. Um, now, whether the Avengers still exist in any form that's able to call because it's been five years and it just may be that the government hasn't really reestablished relations like they need to yet. Um, this is three weeks after the de-snapping. Wow. I know yep. that, but saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, this is so freaking cool to get this story nestled in this little pocket in the universe, you know? Yep. Or do we think that he wouldn't remember her? Vermilion says, like, maybe Clint doesn't remember her now because of what's happening. If everybody inside mm. that bubble, everybody who knows them... Oh, but like, does it have shit. to be on a level of knowing you or like knowing about you? Yeah. What if she severed all the personal connections with the Avengers? Nobody. Well, that doesn't make sense either because Cat or not Cat, Doctor Darcy Lewis looks at the screen and is like, "Isn't that? It looks like her." But everybody would know who the Avengers are. So here's right. the thing: I'm thinking is going to happen. We know that Wu was being affected by this little world, and it was telling him what to do. You know. I think we're going to find out that she's creating this little world and all these agents and sword agents that think they're doing their own thing outside are at some point going to realize that like they're also under her sway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, no matter what they're doing to work it out, they're not really going to get anywhere unless she wants them to. And possibly uh, calling in an Avenger might be a thing she doesn't want. And so they're just not yeah. doing it. The way that Darcy says it's going to start getting bigger and bigger, like maybe that's already happening. Yeah. Well, we know that Wu is being controlled from the outside. It's not just in the bubble. Things outside are being controlled. Those two police officers, uh, Wu. And so, like, why aren't all of them? They've, they're all hanging out right next to this thing. And like we said, it could be the whole world has changed. So the fact that she's not calling an Avenger, or they haven't called the Avengers, does not seem suspect to me. It seems like completely what, they, what would be happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Where's Fury? He's in space. But he was getting his shoes on. I saw him. He's coming back. <laughs> He's getting his shoes on so he could come back. Back to work. Back to work. <laughs> if that's in time, that's a while later. Yeah. That's like six months after this. Yeah, it was three weeks. So it would be three weeks. So we have to assume that Tony's funeral was like a week after that. What are they trying to think of the timeline of how fast she did this? Yeah. Well, we know it's that very, she came back to quickly. work two weeks later, right? And then this is a <laughs> right, week after. And Wanda, though. So Wanda must have immediately kind of done this. Well, yeah. Monica came back three weeks later, and this is 24 hours after that. Yeah. Damn. Uh, we got feedback here from George. Uh, I don't know how to say your name exactly, George. I'm going to say George Hyde. 
Um, but it's J-O-R-J, so it may be different. Um, Hi folks, I am thoroughly enjoying the ramblings on WandaVision and would like to share a few thoughts that have occurred to me over the past few episodes. Check your elder assumptions at the door. I was around to watch the 60s sitcoms on their original run. Uh, About that same time, I discovered the majesty of Marvel and remained a giddy fanboy to this day. Uh, I have no idea who has formed the bubble. I sincerely hope it is not Wanda. Uh, We have moved past the trope of the angry black man uh, as villain and should do the same with tired concept of emotional woman of the, sorry, I'm I'm cutting out articles left and right, of the emotional woman uh, driven mad by the loss of her man. If Marvel wants to explore the effect of grief, do a what if with Captain Marvel losing Peggy and driving off the deep end. Um, With Emma Caulfield Ford in the cast, I think we shouldn't rule out the possibility of the big bad might be bunnies. (laughs) Excelsior, George. Um, I wanted to bring this one up forward because of this idea of Wanda being the, um, the angry or the, the sensitive woman who was driven mad by the loss of her spouse or her partner or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. while I, I definitely hear George in this and like that, that trope is, uh, is a thing that could be moved beyond. Um, I personally think that tropes tropes should not be relied on, but they also shouldn't be completely skidded against all the time. Cause sometimes it just fits the story. And this, the thing about her, it's not just that she lost her man, like in the course of a very short period of time, she lost her brother. Uh, she lost mm. tons of her friends. She lost her brother years ago. But the thing with that was they had a psychic bond. So she didn't just lose him and he didn't just die in front of her. She literally felt him die in her brain. That's true. My point is, and she's never had to deal like deal with it. That's a little further in the past. I agree, but it is still, I'm just, I'm I'm saying it in chronological order. So it's getting, it gets closer and closer. She lost him. Uh, (laughs) She, she had to kill vision. She um, was forced to forced kill vision. Forced to kill vision needlessly. So it wasn't just like yeah. she lost uh, someone, but she she personally had to kill vision. Then needlessly, because Thanos rewound time, killed him anyway. Then uh, she so like these things are compounding. And then when she gets back, she has lost. Or she watches. Uh, loses Cap. He leaves. Uh, she has lost Tony. She's lost Nat. Um, she's lost everyone that kind of like this whole life, not to mention the people she killed in Lagos, which caused all of civil war. Like she caused a lot of problems. Like she's been through a lot of trauma in the last few years. And I, I don't think that having her have an emotional reaction, even in an extreme one is bad. And like, and, and, and given powers that she doesn't understand fully, like, I think, I don't, I don't think it would be bad. I also think that it could be other people, you know, like playing, playing her behind the scenes, like we've discussed many times, but, uh, I don't know. I just don't think that trope existing. It's not like there, it's not like every woman in this story is having crazy emotional reactions. Monica Rambeau is, is a freaking boss. Darcy's a boss. Um, we have tons of characters in this world who are examples of strong stoic women, um, yeah, I have no problem with this as a woman. Um, it's like 
sometimes it works for the story. I know the whole trope. I, they were talking about that with Star Wars too, like with Ray going dark side. People were like we're tired of seeing the girl go crazy, and then it's the man who has to stop her. It's like yeah, but not really. <laughs> I kind of enjoy those stories. <laughs> Don't speak for me. <laughs> Right, absolutely. And th- thank you. Thank you for your input there. I like evil villainesses. <laughs> like, I want to be Hella. Yeah. Oh, crown? <laughs> what I would do with that power. <laughs> All bad things. All bad things you would bad do. Things. You you like this story because you are this story. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But no, I I I I just my point is I don't think it, a universe has to never never touch a trope you know what i mean like tropes are yeah. tropes and like you trope shouldn't rely the on word them trope the word trope has such a negative connotation to it and it can be a bad thing if it's poorly done or if it's leaned on for the sake of leaning on that or trope. if it's but all you ever do it's like it's like the, right. it's like the lgbtq characters dying like that happens a lot in movies and if it's yep. all you ever do is have them die then you're not doing your job right but if it's like a thing that happens then like you like if it fits the narrative yeah. if it's part of the story and if it's done well if it's approached and handled well then a trope is not a bad thing it's it's a story beat yeah right i agree uh, and and I, and I totally hear what george is saying and i, and I think like totally re- all respect to george but uh, i also think i just think i just think it wouldn't be bad in this situation because they've they've really yeah. laid the groundwork for her to have a big emotional reaction here yeah, the plant is there. We're getting the payoff now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see. Corey sent us an email. Hey, Matthew, Jeff, and Ashley. Oh, hey. Love you all a highly classified amount. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to offer two quick observations on the latest episode, both of which may point to the idea that Wanda's Westview is in another universe. First, when Darcy first takes out her instruments to observe the situation, she notes the high level of cosmic microwave background radiation, in other words, the energy left over from the birth of our universe. For there to be so much CMBR for her to note it and for it to be a prominent part in the dialogue hints to me that Wanda, or someone, has created another universe with its own Big Bang and prominently detectable CMBR. Mm. Second... When Wanda throws Monica out of her house, it is very clearly daytime. This is happening right after Vision talks to Agnes and Herb. Yet when Monica lands in the grass next to all the sword equipment, it is nighttime. Maybe Wanda is controlling the time of day on the set of the TV show, but maybe it's another universe altogether! Until next time, Corey. Hmm. I I like like it. It It absolutely could be. Um, I do think there are other explanations for the CMBR, like the fact that her powers come from the infinity stones and we know the infinity stones were created at the creation of the world. And like, maybe they just give off CMBR or the powers that she is displaying gives off CMBR. Um, but I do like it. Well, the infinity stones also have a, a what is it? A minor gamma radiation yeah. mm-hmm. uh, aspect to them. They do. So like, They've got all kinds of radiation kind of like, you know, layered upon them. So CMBR is just like, what's one more thing, right? Or if, you know, 
we talk about the creation, the, the creation of the the, world, the universe, creating the CMBR. Uh, we also know that the stones were created at that time. What if the creation of an infinity stone is what's causing the CMBR? Well, you know, we're I was going to say, not a scientist, guys. So help me out. Um, <laughs> well, we are. So please <laughs> ask us. Yeah. We, we got you. We got you. You're asking the right people. <laughs> when Thanos says he reduced them to atoms, doesn't that just mean? Sh- she might be able to like unreduce them. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. could bring all those atoms back together. Is that um, why the world's not in chaos right now? Because you can't destroy them or whatever. Exactly. You know what the one person, the ancient one, said. All that important stuff. That's what the writers say that they're not destroyed. They have been like Scattered. disseminated into molecules in the universe, and they still are operating and still creating the flow of time or whatever. Right. I'm no more of infinity stones. I'm done. <laughs> yeah yeah it would be nice to get away from infinity stones yeah i think that's a good point that's a point in the column of that shot with her looking at the mind stone is a flashback because i don't really think they want to do like let's do another infinity stone story they've done it a lot yeah, right it's an entire like three phases first, right the first three phases is called the infinity saga <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like that those those stones can still exist and come back in some form someday, maybe. But like, mm-hmm. we just got past that. I, I th- and I mean, we're still dealing with the repercussions. She her powers still flow from those infinity stones. Yeah, never gonna get away. Yeah. Let's deal with other rocks now. Give me Terra Genesis. <laughs> yeah, let's deal with other rocks. Did anybody see those? That there were some missing astronauts that uh that might become rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man the the thing the theory that i like uh, related to fantastic four is like cosmic cosmic radiation right mm-hmm. cosmic microwave background radiation this is where the fantastic four come from yeah absolutely or maybe possible maybe this is where they come in or maybe this is another universe and this is where they break through into this one I'm sure yeah. it's in the feedback somewhere, but did you see the thing going around where uh, apparently on one of the screens or something they talk about missing astronauts, or he says missing astronauts that some of their some of their team is missing? Oh yeah, I loved watching that on the chat because I posted that off Twitter, and people, like it really blew my mind. It's like they said they they can't still can't find some of their astronauts. Yeah, is that what they said? I don't remember him saying that. Not I, saying they didn't. I believe but he I don't says remember. they're shorthanded because. Half of their people went in the in the snap or whatever, and then and another half lost their nerve. And then somewhere in there, somewhere, yeah, I didn't see it. I think it might be on a screen somewhere. They talk about missing astronauts, um, or they're missing a team or something like that. And there's it's just been going around the internet that that's like a, a, a Easter egg for the Fantastic Four. I don't know exactly where it is. It's probably in the feedback somewhere. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, this whole damn thing could be an Easter egg for the Fantastic Four. Like, jeez, that, oh my God. I still want it to be the Fantastic Four come in because Doctor Strange has to go to hell to save them from Mephisto. That's what yes. I want to happen. Wow. That, that's <laughs> that's a storyline. <laughs> that is a hell of a story that we, yeah. like, we concocted. Because, like, we don't, we, Ashley and I went down this whole road in, in fan, uh, the Facebook group, not group, in the Facebook chat that we have where we're like, okay, Fantastic Four number 277s came right after Secret Wars when Ben yep. Grimm had been away for nine months. And he comes, he teleports back to Earth with the deactivated head of Ultron. Ultron. 
And he's like looking around New York like, man, everything is so different since I've been away for nine months. Like, oh yeah, nine months? What about five years, champ? (laughs) (laughs) And then like he goes back to Alicia Masters and Johnny Storm is with her at that point. Like, oh, Johnny, you're just a player. Anyway, so Doctor Strange, because of... (laughs) <laughs> because it's Doctor Strange, he feels some evil emanating from from Connecticut, and he goes to investigate. <laughs> as, you out, always, as you always do, you always feel yeah, evil yeah. As, as Strange does, he uh, <laughs> he goes to investigate, finds some occult happenings, and apparently, uh, Reed, Sue, and Franklin Richards are dead in in a, a random home, along with. Uh, some Cromwell person who like was an occult leader or whatever. And turns out, hold on, just to clarify, I, I, this is a story you guys made up on on the channel. No, 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 this, no, is, no. this is from Fantastic Four number two seventy seven. Okay, it was the Wraith series. Sorry, you were telling you like came up with something on the chat, and I was confused. No, no, no. Like we were piecing things together from comics. Okay, and. So, okay, uh, because they were, like, apparently slain, their souls were actually in Mephisto's little pocket universe that, or pocket realm that that he calls hell. People call it hell. He allows them to call it hell. Anyway, Mephisto is just absolutely peachy keen fine with everybody calling him the devil. He's like, yeah, sure, call me the devil because that makes you fear me. Anyway, so Mephisto is torturing Reed and Sue Franklin is trapped in a crystal. He's drawing power from Franklin, the children. He's drawing power from Franklin. Strange shows up and he's like, yo, dog, you can't be doing this. I'm Dr. Strange. Mystical fight. Oh, the hoary hosts of Hogoth and all that jazz. And turns out he can't beat him, but he he sees that he's drawing. He sees that Strange sees that Mephisto (laughs) is drawing power from the crystal. He destroys the crystal. And then Mephisto's like, wait, 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 Franklin, uh, I'm going to torture you for the rest of your life. I'm in control here. You're not in control. Franklin's like, fuck you, bro. Blow, blast him with eye blast, like shatters him. And though that where he shatters him, shatters him into soul shards, which is what the twins are made from <laughs> the following year, I think, in comics. The okay. twins are made from those soul shards, and they're like crafted by Wanda from those shards into actual children. It's part of why they're not real. <laughs> but later, I, like a year later, this guy... <laughs> This guy who is an actor, and I was like, I was on, I was on this guy, I was like, he's an actor, and it's a TV show. I know. Like, yeah. Why it's a TV show? Anyway, he's an actor, and he gets into a horrific car accident, like, gets an arm severed. Mephisto has, like, gathered himself up a little bit by then, and it's just like, hey, bro, I'll uh, save your life if you become my agent, and, like, severs all of his limbs, replaces his limbs with demons. Like, <laughs> he's, he's crazy looking. His name is Master pandemonium do you remember when we had somebody write in about master pandemonium yes i do on episode three anyway master pandemonium is the guy that is trying to hunt down the kids he eventually does hunt down the kids and absorb them this was in 89 he reabsorbs them and then he like as he gets all of the rest of the shards the uh, the star shaped hole in his chest fills up and he becomes Mephisto and Mephisto has re uh, like re regenerated himself in this world and he can now be you know badass Mephisto again like what if this is that what if this is that Matt yeah 
And then like right after that's the Spider-Man stuff with Mephisto. So it all with the one of, more day. That sounds like a yeah. very intense story. And I think it's all great. I think it's real deep on Mephisto and the Fantastic Four and all that for it to be for them to do that now. Like that seems, I mean, like maybe this is the beginning of that tale. And then like the, sh- you know, like you said, the, sh- the children come about, or maybe we get that Fantastic Four story as a flashback. And that it just, yeah. it just feels weird. I don't think they're going to put the Fantastic Four in hell like anytime soon. <laughs> like I think it's that's really, if it's Mephisto, it's the only thing that connects Spider-Man to Dr. Strange, to the Fantastic Four, to everybody's connected to this right. one thing. Cause it's all connected, but without him, I don't know how it's connected. Space. Well, in space. It, it, this could all easily just be a story where Wanda is controlling the world and creating this little little realm, you know. But um, Matt, I don't think it's that Mephisto simple. was there when the first celestial was corrupted, when the progenitor was corrupted. He laid his eggs yeah. as a fly Uh-oh. inside this guy. I'm not okay. See, Mephisto all of this stuff is eternal. Stuff like they will never do on Disney Plus, but also. I just don't. She's see- animating Vision's corpse and and necrofucking him. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> they did chop Thanos' head off right in the beginning of that movie, though. They did. Yeah, they, they, did. they did. chopped the head off. They did, and did not show it though. Uh, you know, they just, you hear uh, about. They showed his head. I go, think Bloop. I see it in my head so much. I think it happened. Um, so my point is not just from a this is Disney Plus, and I can't see them doing. Uh, the crazy, uh, some of that crazy stuff with hell yet, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just from a story perspective, like we don't know who Mephisto is in the in, in MCU at all. We don't know who the Fantastic Four are. We don't know who any of this is. Like maybe, the, maybe this will be. Maybe the story you just described is all of Phase Four. Like where we're gonna like slowly piece it together through multiple things. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. I, I it's a lot. We also have. We, I don't think we've really mentioned this on this podcast, but this is another thing that I've heard a lot of concern about. Uh, in China, apparently, they do not allow like devil imagery in their big blockbusters. Like they get, they don't get like allow some of that stuff, and huh. like the censors supposedly. So there's a lot of speculation that they will not be able to actually do Mephisto, at least in his form. Like, um, I mean his his form in comics is fucking crazy anyway but he can shape shift so it doesn't matter like right he can look like whatever he wants maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll do like i just have heard that speculated on a lot of other shows where they're talking about like yeah china doesn't really like let you distribute movies there that have like that are about the devil Um, get over it china (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh but yeah. The the thing that 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 keeps us going, like we said, you know, it goes right into Spider Man. One more day, and one more day is where he had to give up the public knowledge of him of his identity and his relationship with Mary Jane. He was married, so he had to give all of that up in order to save Aunt May. The last thing we saw in in Far From Home was the reveal of his public identity, and like we we talked about those um, those set photos where it looked like he had a a piece of paper. And was looking at it like in a, I'm not supposed to be here. I don't, I'm not supposed to know where she is, but I'm just checking to make sure that she's okay kind of thing. Like very easily could be, she doesn't know who I am, but I'm making sure that she's okay. And like, that is very obviously a one more day story. And Fantastic Four is being directed by John Watts, who is currently working on Spider-Man 3. Like 
It makes so much sense. And the Fantastic Four could easily have been like something happened in the 60s. They've been gone. Oh, where have they been? They've been in hell, Matt. They've been in hell. Sure. My point is not that they... hockey sticks. Oh, yeah. I don't think they've been... I don't think they've been in hell. I don't think that's just... I just don't think it's happening. Uh... I think it's absolutely possible that all these stories tie together in some way. And even that Mephisto in some form is a part of it, but I don't, I just don't see it like going literally to like hell. Like I just don't see it. I, like they're, <laughs> they're going to go with like, maybe they've been an alternate dimension that is hell. Like that's possible. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah. It'll that's be what just Mephisto's, Mephisto's castle is. or whatever. It's right. not actually, you know, right. But yeah. it sounds like that storyline with him torturing them in hell. I just don't think they're going to go there. Like, so soon. Anyway, let's get uh, let's get back. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll be right back after this ad we have no control over. Oh, yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, good point. All right, and we're back. Let's get back into the feedback. What's Lauren Waters got to say? Okay, Lauren Waters says, hey guys, I will try to keep this as brief as possible, but if you need to cut it or anything, I totally get it. Cool. Cutting it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just kidding. She says, I love the show and thank you so much for all you guys have done. It's been such a bright spot in some really hard times. Mushy stuff out of the way. Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. So in the episode, Darcy mentions the fact that there is a colossal amount of CMBR and or cosmic microwave background radiation coming out of the reality bubble at a level that isn't fatal yet. As a comics fan, the mention of radiation always makes my senses tingle mm. as a, that seems to be where like 60 to 70 percent of heroes get their powers. Since radiation has been known to cause genetic mutations, could this be how mutants get into the MCU? Have a great week, Lauren. P.S. I love the fact that podcasters basically have the same job as sword agents where they started writing, why hexagons on their whiteboard? I immediately thought of the cast. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. And thank you for the mushy stuff at the beginning. Uh, this 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 community has been a bright spot for me in a really hard year too. Um, so thank you. Thank yeah, you, thank it's you. been a hell of a time trying to get through 2020. Yep. Whew. And and 2021 ain't starting off great. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Again, mutants possibly. And I absolutely sure. love. <laughs> I absolutely love that they do. The the agents are doing our jobs. Yeah, like it feels like it feels like we're getting a little bit of verification validation. What's that's well, validation? I just feel term. seen as hell. I just feel so right? seen. Like our existence is validated by Jimmy Woo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there's a little Jimmy Woo in all of us. There's a little Jimmy Woo swords, in all of us. Swords on the Patreon, level five, you know, five dollar <laughs> level on the <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> 
That's why they know well, before it comes out. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they know before it comes out much faster than we do. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It's such a great troll for them to make a show where they say all the things the podcasters are saying we, and then release it after they've said it. You know, that's such a good troll. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of the ultimate troll, really. Like, yep. hey, we know you guys are going to be saying these exact things. And like, oh, look, it turns out you are. It's so beautiful. So freaking beautiful. Tuscan Radio sends us a tweet. says, so I know Monica was all like, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. But I just feel like there's something deeper. Like Wanda just seems so terrified that reality is breaking in. Almost like she's being manipulated. Also, they never said who Dottie and Agnes are in real life, which makes me feel suspicious. Oh, yeah. I'm all aboard the Dottie is Clea train. I still like that. Okay, yep. give me a 30-second primer on who is Clea. Doctor Strange's multiverse booty call. Damn right. <laughs> okay, that was even less seconds. I like it. <laughs> She's the princess of the dark dimension or something. Yeah, yeah. She's related to Dormammu. She's a princess of the dark dimension, which kind of makes it, like, really, um... Uh... What is the term? Super sexy? No. <laughs> I mean, yes, eventually, but it's kind of, uh, it's like the forbidden fruit sort of thing. Like right. it's a, The Juliet to his Romeo. Star-crossed lovers. He shouldn't be hanging out with her because she's so... Uh, Evil. You know, tied to this guy <laughs> that he made a deal with. I'm sorry, he made a bargain with. Mm. Bargains. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. I'd like yeah. to take her out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> take her. <laughs> Dormammu sitting on the porch with a shotgun. Yeah. Bring her back by 11. <laughs> I, just, I just see like Dr. Strange as Peter Parker and Dormammu as, as Adrian Toomes. Yeah. Riding around in the car. I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, bring shit. her back by 11 <laughs> bring her back by 11 <laughs> oh. alright we, uh, we got so a few good. more short ones here and then we get into the like multi-page ones so let's just try to at least burn through these short ones we're already at 2 hours guys oh my goodness Jeez. there's so much feedback I love it I freaking love it but I'm sorry that we can't get to everybody's. Daydream Coles says just curious about the commercials I noticed that the one for the Strucker watch keeps playing while Darcy is uh, talking with Wu after the failure, quote unquote, of trying to reach Wanda via radio. Is someone keeping tabs on the commercials as well? Hmm. That bothered me too. I'm like, do you guys not see that Hydra, like the Hydra symbol on the watch? <laughs> Are you watching? I saw your little hands taking notes earlier. What's happening? Right. Right. Yeah. So that is interesting. Now, now it's got me wondering, you know, we talked about what if Wanda's controlling them a bit. And we've also talked about how the commercials are her trauma. So I wonder if the commercials are like parts of the trauma that she can't fully expel from her mind. And they're sort of manifesting as these commercial breaks. And she is having them look away when they're happening or something. You know what I mean? Like what if she, what if all that is part of her plan? Not as a plan, just like she doesn't want anyone looking at her trauma. If she's in control of those people out there. Don't look at my trauma. Sorry. I can't it. process it while you're looking. This is three or four theories deep. 
like kind of <laughs> intersecting, but like, I think that's kind of interesting. Well, after you guys read that thing with the toaster thing last week, I definitely think that that toaster is supposed to be vision now. So I don't know if it's all her traumas, but like after your thing was like, you're a toaster. Yeah. Not our children. I really think it's vision. Yeah. I knew I asked when we talked about that, I was like, or we talked about the toaster on the first episode. I was like, wasn't there, wasn't vision called a toaster at one point? And then, and we didn't think of it, but that was where it was is in that comic. Yep. And it had the dots on his head, like the, mm-hmm. yeah. It yeah. looks like a little face. It's a toaster. Mm-hmm. It, it's made by Stark. Yeah. I think it's everything together. Cause like the Stark and the beeping is her trauma. Plus vision is her trauma. It's just all very traumatic. Yeah. All the traumatic stuff she's trying to forget is all kind of bound up in those uh, commercials. I, I think that's mm-hmm. the best interpretation of those commercials, but, uh, but why they wouldn't be watching them on the outside doesn't make any sense right? from right. that perspective. Also, those people haven't made it to the board either, right? Oh, the people from the commercials, I didn't even look. I didn't look. Yeah, uh, yeah no, they weren't there. Mm, interesting. Uh. But then again, they aren't like the, you know, the major personalities or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if they're supposed to be like her dead parents. That's, that's a theory I've heard is that it could be your dead parents. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's faces that she knows, and it's faces that she knows in potentially uh, a lot of different roles or a lot of different um, aspects, you know? Like, I I saw my, my parents dress up to go out on the town, you know, to go to an opera or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's why they look like they do in the Strucker commercial. Um, you know, I watched my... Uh, that was about to be a weird thing. I know that my <laughs> mom loves bubble baths, so Hydra Soak. Um you know, my dad was tired of my mom burning his toast. So toaster, you know, whatever. Like, right. She's probably <laughs> seen her parents in a bunch of different roles and aspects of their lives. Like, it makes sense that that they could just be applicable like that. Yeah, I, I think that's like uh, I don't think that's necessary just because she's also making little lives for everyone that she doesn't even know. She's just shoving people into lives. But I think the idea that all of this is based on her trauma if the commercials are based on her trauma, it makes a lot of sense that they would be her parents. Yeah, because they they fell into the hole like the way that um, yeah the way she tells the, way the, the story. was talking about. It, yeah. And it seems almost like she has been repressing her trauma for so long that different parts of her story are less knowable. Like Vision is is more recent, and and this he's he's who he's in this story. Pietro is is clearly on her mind. Uh, with I think the super speed and the blue eyes, I think they are like clues of Pietro, but she's like buried him. And then these these other characters, uh, Strucker, Stark, possibly her parents, only show up in the commercials that she doesn't interact with. You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's like her her trauma is being like nested into this little TV show world. Just got layers of trauma. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean that God that that goes again to like. What if she went to somebody for help with her trauma and they were working through it and then, oops, we made a bubble. Yeah. yeah, like an accident. Oh, God. Could be an accident. Could be someone offering. There's there's also been the theory that like Agnes is going to offer her a way to like have her have vision back or something like that. Mm. Eternal sunshine of the spotless Wanda. That's right. Oh, I wonder if vision's supposed to be like her subconscious. Because he's always mm. the one kind of slightly figuring things out. And then when he figures it out, it gets rewound. And 
I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't what know. is what is vision? Like that's the thing. It's like, is he an independent create is he an independent life form that can figure this out apart from Wanda? Or is he a part of her that Wanda is projecting? And maybe he's the the best parts of her because that's what she thinks of vision, if that makes sense. Like it she does. may she may be allowing herself to go dark. But she would not do that to Vision. So Vision's the one who's still saving people. Vision's the one who's still doing things like that. I don't know. Mm. Wow, that would be really traumatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a, a shot in the teaser, like the next week teaser or whatever, where Vision is like standing at the barrier and trying to push through it to get out. So I think that he might be an independent. Uh, entity, but whether or not he's being animated by her and kept alive by her within this, the confines of this bubble, like that's yet to be seen. Yeah, and, she, I, and he's definitely seems to be being deceived by her. Like he, she seems she seems to be controlling his personality at least a little bit to like make him forget. Like, oh yeah, this world is where you belong. We're this is what we do. You know, like mm-hmm. she keeps doing things like that. He had a very uncomfortable smile. Yeah, very uncomfortable smile. At the end, yeah. Lee Besley says, hey guys, only just started to listen to the podcast because of WandaVision, but just scratching the surface on some of your older stuff. Anyway, more to the point, I'm really interested in how they will use the character Jimmy Woo. Why bring him back? It seems a weird character to call upon. So here's my slightly reaching theory in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Jimmy Woo was there to provide Scott Lang an ultimatum. And if you stay here under house arrest and don't go out being a hero, then you won't go to prison and you can still see your daughter. Hmm. Sounds like our friend Mephisto. Anyway, I know it's a mega stretch, but hey, it's a theory. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Really enjoying it so far. Besley. <gasps> what if Jimmy, Jimmy Woo is Woo Mephisto? Is Mephisto. Ooh, I like it. Woo-fisto. Like Woo-fisto. No. <laughs> All right. So. Woo-fisto. We got a we got a Deadpool on who is Mephisto? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who Mephisto is, rather. Is it Ralph? Is it Jimmy Woo? Is it Mr. Scratchy? Is it Mr. Scratchy? Is it Dottie? The Stork. The Stork. Is it Vision? <laughs> Some people have said is Vision. vision. <laughs> really? Yep. Ooh. Is it Phil Dunphy? Is it <laughs> What's his name? Samson? Dr. Samson? Samson. Doc Samson. Dr. Yeah. Samson. <laughs> is it uh, director Hayward? Acting director Hayward? Yeah. Like it literally could be any of them and I wouldn't be horribly surprised. Like how is this show going to end that it can possibly satisfactory when everything uh, we've, we've gone through so many options. Is there an option that they're going to be able to lay out in front of us that we haven't thought of? You know what I mean? Right. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Is there an accidental other option that's just like terrible? <laughs> they, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> Mephisto is actually Darcy. <gasps> <gasps> that's why she wears red lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, she built the she built the machine to send a signal in to get control, not to try to like break in. She's playing everybody, and she needs coffee to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coffee is hot, hot devil. Mm. Hot hell. He has a fiery realm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mephisto. That's Dr. Mephisto to you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Luisto. In it now. God, I'm sorry. Okay. Two, two nested. I think we're, uh, let's do like one or two more here. Okay. Ryan Wartier says, uh, haven't heard this theory and I thought I'd share. And he sent a picture. Oh, God. From both the opening slash ending sequence of their sitcom episodes, the shape of a hexagon is present. The hexagon has a double meaning to it. First, the word hex in hexagon refers to Wanda's hex powers from the comics. Hexagon has six sides, six vertices, and six angles. Six, six, six. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. The six, six, six uh, sides, six angles, six vertices. It is just like a six-sided thing, which six is okay, the well, number of the devil. What shape? What shape is not going to have six vertices if it has six sides? That's the point, like, though. Yeah, I agree with you. But the point <laughs> is, it's six. Just the, the 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 number six is in there, and it's uh, I agree. It's, you're forcing it. You're forcing it at that point. Maybe. I'm getting real tired. Yeah, sun's getting real low. <laughs> sun's getting real low, big guy. Well, thank you guys for thank you guys for all the feedback. I'm sorry we can't get to more. I really am. We have uh, <laughs> we did almost only short ones today, and still only made it through about a third of the amount of feedback we got in. Um, and uh, where we will we will endeavor to do more next week, but also try to keep your feedback short so we can make it through as many as possible and get as many ideas on the board as possible. Um, so thank you guys for writing all that feedback in. Let's see what's happening in the live chat. What's going on? We are talking about hell chips and uh, <laughs> I'm not a light side Padawan, but we already know that. <laughs> you're not even a gray jedi you're very sith super i was like look at my name it's not <laughs> jedi master ash <laughs> <laughs> it's not benevolent leader ash <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely eats hell chips ash because <laughs> they were saying that darkest eats baked lays which are probably baked in hellfire and i was like i like baked lays they're, they're like my favorite so duh, hell chips and we went from there <laughs> okay yeah. i like it darcy hell like chips i like it darcy hell chips okay hell i have chips. some fun feedbacks from the chitty to chat chat so yeah what's it what's a lot right. of spinning off of a, i love this because like we get the feedback from people that write in throughout the week and then the live chat like sort of processes it and throws back their own stuff and it's just a lot of fun yeah yep uh the real chris brown said um what is the headcanon for why people came back from the snap differently and far from home than wandavision um i had kind of thought that the, the far from home was to be more funny where this was supposed to show us like how scary this was very much a horror sequence of like she came back she's in a room isolated yeah some real walking dead vibes she, yeah exactly exactly like she came back mm -hmm. and was like why is this bed made why is it empty what the hell yeah like yeah. where's my mom yeah it was intense and, and sure they were meant i think i think he may mean the uh the effect that was used right is that what he, he's asking the effect was different no, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Well, he's saying, why did they come back differently? I don't know that they really did. Uh, in, in Far From Home, we see it from a distance, and it's from like a camcorder or something. In this, yep. it was like close up, and we saw her like coming together. I thought it was just a different yeah. angle, uh, different perspective on it. 
Yeah. You know what's really bad is that like this has an implication of like everybody came back, right? Exactly where they were or you know like like what what was said in um in interviews like Hulk has or Banner has enough thought to be like oh the people who were in planes put them on the ground <laughs> or right. you know not in water Probably bring everyone not. back bring, bring everybody back, back but like safely people that were crossing the street or you know anything like that people who were driving like all of those cars are either trashed or otherwise not there or people no. who were crossing the street what if they were crossing the street they come back and then get hit by a car oh, like immediately yeah there was a lot of uh, casualties i mean yeah. I, guess, I guess you could just say that like hulk said bring everyone back safely snap is it an infinity gauntlet or a monkey's paw is what i'm getting at like this is an infinity <laughs> gauntlet he has all the power it's, a, it's not a monkey's paw like it's not trying to trick him it's doing what he says that being said, Lovely Sad said, do we think we'll see a scene of Wanda re-snapping? What do we think that will look, sound like, like how Monica could hear Carol and her Ooh. mother when she came back? Mm, uh-huh. Yeah. And Icarus goes right into that. They all kind of go together. Was um, Vision was in Wanda's arms when she was snapped. Presum- presumably, she was alone as they wouldn't just leave Vision's body there for four year- or five years. So probably when she snapped back there, she's just alone and then immediately gets pulled into the battle yeah i well, assume she's not alone she's like on a battlefield filled with half of the wakandans and stuff right yeah but most of and the like, people who were like i guess bucky would pop back up and sam yeah and groot or, but yeah, yeah he's groot. not gonna be on your arms um no yeah would not be oh in arms. man and like she's she's distraught over Vision, like, dying right there. He's in her arms. She comes back, and she's still in that same mental place, right? She's <laughs> exactly where she was five years ago, but he's not. Right. Like, yeah. oh, man. That's the thing you gotta keep thinking is, like, she had to kill Vision, um, watch him die, watch him die twice, dying in her arms and then this is all immediately after that for her she did, has not processed any of this trauma yet yeah yeah Oof. and she lost five years you know she lost the world for five years like things changed without her and some of her close people are gone you know yeah Oof. yeah this all makes sense team wanda <laughs> process it girl do what you gotta do do what you gotta do kill who you gotta kill create with whatever world you gotta create yeah puppet anybody it's the classic hurt people hurt people thing you know yeah yeah, like, yeah. she's been through a lot of pain and she is not uh possibly if this is all her she's not taking into account everyone else's uh autonomy or freedom or like safety Autonomy sounds real robotic, Matt. What you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Don't use big words like that. No. It's one of those like misunderstanding the words kind of jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand all the words. I shouldn't joke like that. I definitely had to look up tautology earlier. Tautology. Anyway. Tautology. Tautological. Tautological. I had to look that one up earlier. Yep. Huh. Not going to lie, I did too. <laughs> Yay. That's a five-syllable word. I don't know that word. A tautological argument is an argument that can be come to through pure logic, like a, fra- a, a statement that can be proven through pure logic. 
Oh, I feel smarter. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. And now I, I don't remember who said that earlier, but thanks for using the word tautological so we can now use it. I just got to remember how to say it now. Tautological. It was titological, Jeff. It was tautology. Tautology is the saying of, of the same thing twice in different words, basically restating uh, the exact same thing. Hera JK says basketball. <laughs> anyway. Anything else in the okay, chat we should discuss yeah, before so we go I, it was pointed out to me, like I wasn't doing my job, that the chat was wildly speculating that the Fantastic Four is in the bubble, uh, based on what Lovely said, saying that possibly Dottie is Sue Storm. Ooh. Mm. Oh, and, and if Feige had to approve her, that would make sense, too. What I about the age, though? I like it. Oh, I like her, it too. Herb is the thing. <laughs> too many yes. herbs. Yes. Ashley, no, 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 what? no. Like, what? what if what if Dottie is Sue Storm? Okay. And Mephisto is making this, and her soul oh. has been dragged to hell, and she's just being puppeted by Wanda. Oh. Okay, I like and that a lot better. Strange goes to hell, finds her, and then like follows her back into this reality, yes, right? Yes, as long as we're going to hell. Yes. I just don't oh, think we're going to hell, guys. I just don't think and we're going I love to hell. It. Uh, no, I love that. I love the idea that they could all be there. And this could actually introduce the Fantastic Four in WandaVision. How crazy would that be? That would be crazy. Oh, man. All right. What, anything else in the chat, Ash? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Sorry, I'm chatting with the chat. <laughs> Mosey was like, I don't know if you're paying attention. And I was like, I'm paying attention. But I was just messing with him extra today. He's my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Vermilion says, and I like, this is hilarious. Okay. I want to get this in. Feel like it's a strong theory for the board. Here we go. After Wanda's universe undoes changes reality in the final episode, the final shot, maybe after the final credits, is the camera pulling out from the madness, revealing it is all happening in a snow globe, and Groot is looking at it while holding up his hand in his room and the Guardian ship in space. It's all connected. Put it on the board. In space! <laughs> space! Uh, he's, ta he's talking about Tommy Westfall. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's referencing Tommy Westfall. Uh, do you guys know the Tommy Westfall universe theory? The no. St. Elmo's Yeah, uh, yeah, St. Elmo's fire, St. Elmo's, St. Elmo's, yeah, I don't know, anyway. <laughs> on, an, on an old, on an old, um... General old, Hospital? Yeah, yeah. no, that's the thing, it, it is, it's all of them. On an old soap opera, there was an episode where a little boy named Tommy Westfall, it, it zoomed out and you realized the entire show had been happening inside of Tommy Westfall's head. Um, <laughs> and he's a little boy looking into a snow globe, imagining the entire world of the show. That's the, that's that. So that, that places that show all inside this little boy's head. But because of crossovers, that show encompasses almost all of television. <laughs> and I and like, okay. it's, and not joking. Like, he crosses over with like, there, there's a character from that who goes into some other uh, soap operas and they cross over with that. Then they cross over to like the Andy Griffith show and then they cross over. It goes across like almost every major like sitcom you've ever seen 
And 419 like, multiverse shows. Yes. So Star Trek is in there. Um, all of like the cop shows from the 90s, like whatever, NYPD and all that stuff is all on there. Um, yeah. There, Arrow there, is in there? Yeah. There's all these weird connections <laughs> that connect to the weird shows. Like one character goes from one show to the other and it all connects and it's crazy. You can find charts on which shows connect to which shows and uh, it's insane. There's a grid. Yep. The oh my West. god, there's this gigantic grid. Yeah, it's 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 real crazy. Um that's what that's what uh Vermillion One is saying, and I love it. It's pretty funny. Okay, and then I have one more which uh I'll need you guys' help with because I don't know Agents of Sea Shield so well. Waterfall Angel says I just came across some info while diving down an IMDb rabbit hole. The actor who played normally was in season one ooh, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Jesse Fletcher, who yeah. was forced to work for Cybertech. They kidnapped someone he loved in traditional Cybertech fashion. Could he be in Witness Protection Program? Oh. Potentially. Interesting. I've heard people discussing that, and I think it's just a coincidence, personally, because I don't think that they're necessarily tying, trying to tie together uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into this, but I do think that's not a bad way of doing it, though. We always talk about how they could do these little small connections that nobody ever notices, but would would connect for us. And if they had like this character from like whatever season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then they give him the same name here, and he happens to be the guy in, in Witness Protection, that would be a great way to do it. I love that. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was part of the... Um, uh, part of Cybertech because of the incentives program. That's right. Um, I remember where that. his family was kidnapped, basically, and he was uh, he's forced to work for them, and you know, in order to get his family out. So that would make a lot of sense that he would be in witness protection because of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Hmm. Families hmm. just seem like a big problem. Like if you're going to fight crime and stuff, you just need to to sideline the family. Just- I like it. I like the idea that like people often pursue their career at in lieu of having a family. I like, I like the like thought there. It's just like, just not time for a family yet. I'm fighting crime right now. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll settle down. Yeah. That's where you got to only date other crime fighters. Yeah. Yeah. So you have double the people after you. (laughs) Yeah. But at least you know they could defend themselves. Yeah, I Indeed. saw the Incredibles. I know That's how true. it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that is about it now, right? Any, any other major things we need to throw in? It's, it's we're we're at we're at two and a half hours. Oh my I'm goodness! Good. <laughs> oh man, we good stretch. Freaking love you all, three thousand. It's been quite a feedback day, and we didn't even get near any near all the stuff. So. Uh, please keep writing in. Keep this stuff short and piffy if you can uh, so we can get to as many people as we can next week. Um, I am just loving having a show that has this much excitement and interaction and discussion happening around it. This is so good, guys. I am so excited. Me too. Ugh. I am as well, sir. Like, finally having new content after a freaking year and a half of drought. Yep. And it's something that we can all just sit around and and you know keep throwing shit at the board yeah like it's great i can't us is two and a half hours of pelvic sorcery what <laughs> uh thank you old sauce uh i'm gonna take that as a compliment 
<laughs> I would take it as a compliment. <laughs> what kind of sorcery is that? It was in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Please support the show at patreon.com slash mcucast. Um, join us for trivia Wednesday night, 7.30 Central on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. It is going to be a blast. We're going to give away two Oculuses this season. Oculi. Um, Oculi. Quest 2s. So... You come, come join the join the thing. Play, it's free, and you can win Oculus eyes. Oculi. I mean, that pans out. It is what you do you, with them. You can get your very own one of these. Yeah. Okay. We love you all, three thousand. And come play mini golf with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will do a. We all we all three have Oculuses. We'll give what we'll give two away, and we will do a a round of mini golf with the winners. That would be that yes, actually sounds super so fun. fun. Sounds super fun. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So trivia Wednesday night, Stranded Panda TV on Twitch. Peace, everybody. Peace. Bye. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>